BTOsports.com Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Villaman. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. It's Monday night, April 4th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. This is the Pulp MX Show, live from Las Vegas, Nevada, right outside the lines, Den. You listen closely, you can hear them roar. Strap it in, strap it on, boys. It's going to get rough. James Stewart on the show tonight. Yoshimira Suzuki's James Stewart. Zach Osborne, Rockstar Energy Husky Rider. Skip Norfolk, the legendary mechanic. He'll be on the show tonight. Of course, Jason Thomas will be on as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please check out sponsor deals under pulpamexshow.com. Find all the latest, greatest codes. Don't forget, the uh, BTOsports.com code has changed. Pulpamex20. It is now Pulp MX 20. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Star Cross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, Nitro Circus, all on board with us tonight. Already got some lines open. On the show, 702-586-7857. Please call in. Give us what, Tell us what you want to talk about. Santa Clara Supercross is down. 12 rounds down. Five to, five to go. Let's talk about that and much more with my co-host. He's former factory Yamaha and Suzuki rider. AMA Supercross winner. AMA Motocross winner. GP winner. The great David Villeman. Bonjour, David DV. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming by. No worries. 
Must be nice to have a life like DV's where he is very excited. He has mentioned it a few times. He is planning it out. It is Coachella. It is the biggest thing for DV right now. He is looking forward to it. Coming up, 18 days, baby. Hashtag retired life. April 22nd, first day. Coachella weekend. I got my passes today on and by the mail. And you're, you're stoked. I'm bringing my daughter with me. You are? Yeah. Is that okay to do? Yeah, Coachella, yeah. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's not Burning Man? Uh, no, it's not Burning Man. It's not Ozfest. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, 12-year-old is okay. You can bring her. Guns N' Roses playing. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about a lot of bands. The Kills, Edward Shop. Ah, oh, DV. Come on. I love it. I love your post. It's great. M83. Speaking of your daughter, does your ex still work for Nitro Circus? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, to, uh, NitroCircus.com for t- tickets and details. They are in their throes of their uh, North American tour. They're back. They're do- going to a lot of the cities they missed out after the first time. This tour is great. Enormous sellout tour in 2014. They're back in North America right now, featuring Travis Estrana and 40 of the world's best extreme athletes in freestyle MX, BMX, and skate. Pastrana, Josh Sheen, Adam Jones, Bilko, Sam, Cam Sinclair, uh, just some of the guys that are there. DV, Nitro Circus is a cool show, huh? I've never seen one. You've never seen one? No. Nope. Oh, great. Show's off to a, a fantastic start. I'd rather go see a, a baseball game. Oh, stop it. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. He was he was off last week with us as well. Uh, the Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hello. What have you been scraping lately? Uh, we've been working on a few things. Got the uh, the Travis Marks chase to the championship up. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That's a thing now. So we'll yeah, do that. it was um, trending on Twitter earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. I, right. saw, I saw that, but there's it's like it's a virtual format, and there's three of them. Right? Yeah, I did. I did a couple different scenarios. Um, the, the chase thing, like I, I I spoke about that a little while ago. I've heard from people that are very important that the chase is coming, but. It seems very popular to talk about right now, but let's just wait until see what the <laughs> format is, right? Like, let's just calm down. We don't know anything about it. Literally nothing. nothing. About it. How many races? We, we don't know, DV. We know in, nothing. In NASCAR, how many races they do? I don't even know. Ten? I, I don't know. Ten, the last ten? I should know because I was on that page earlier today, oh. too, but I don't. Um, Yeah, so people want to talk about it. People are very excited in, about in it. In NASCAR, they restart at zero? No, you get, you get points for uh, wins. For being for being wins and then having points, you uh, being the points leader, going into the chase. Uh, so you, a you have a yeah. little advantage. A little advantage, yeah. It's not completely your success in the regular season, quote unquote, is not is not completely written off. But I mean, let's just you know, let's wait and see what they do well, before the, we freak out. The Travis Marks chase will continue on. No, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, I, I blame you also too because I've heard a lot of people be like, Brayton would have won. And nobody would have known that if you hadn't added those points up. So well, I, bl- I blame you. I'm okay with that. Um, Bring it, haters. Yeah. Uh, Stu's on the show tonight. Good. What would you think of Stu at Santa Clara? He had some moments. I don't know. I, I did not see that much of him on TV. They didn't show TV. that much? I didn't. Yeah, yeah you were there, so yeah. it was different. He had some moments of Stu-ish. You know, then of course he had bike problems because that's what happens this year for James Stewart. He has issues, and so that didn't work out so good. His bike had issues. Uh, he'd come from probably like 
I want to say 13th, 13th, 11th or so to probably seven or eight. Um, and he was seriously going Mach 10 in the whoops. Like he blew by a few guys wide open in the whoops uh, before his bike broke up. So I don't think he would have had anything for the podium guys. I don't think he would have beat Chad or even Kennard in fifth. But he could have beat Bogle. Maybe. That still would have been better than what we've seen, DV. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, I don't know. That's, that's did, did, do, of... do we need to get excited? Uh, Bubba potentially beginning a sixth? I don't know. It's been better. It's better than what it was, though. Yeah, it's... that's kind of like my way. I don't know. It's... He's going to tell us, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code PulpMX16. The number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. The warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. Who has a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. 35 years of experience in the industry. They are here to serve you. KTMPartsExpress.com. They've been with us for a while, and we thank those guys for doing it. And, uh, yeah, if you got a KTM, you want some power parts, you want some... Uh, uh, genuine uh, KTM parts or accessories, uh, check them out, ktmpartsexpress.com. Lots to talk about tonight. Uh, Cooper Webb um, showed great patience, DV. He was, you know, six, seven, you know, Osborne's out front looking good. Amart's riding well. Um, and uh, he's around Craig and Savachi, his two main guys, and just kind of the cream kind of rose to the top. Yeah, you got the job done, right? Yeah, like what, what did you um, see? At one point you thought, Zach was gonna run away with it. Yeah, I was a little worried. I was not worried. But, but when yeah. when he got to five laps to go, you knew he was gonna win. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was great. Um, just kind of took his time, didn't panic or anything else like that. Went kind of worked through the pack and kind of is what yeah, it is going in the last that's, round. That's kind of what you have to do. You have to stay out of trouble when you're in uh, in traffic. Try to get around the guys safely. And then when he got to second, just to, you know, stall the machine, you know, and, and, and go for it. It, uh, 16 points going into the last round. I like his odds to do it. Even though Denise West combined 250 main event. Think he, think he can hold on? Yeah, he would have to get, um, so nine points. A 12. A 12, and uh, Savage has to win. So right. what's the odds Savage winning? And what's the odds of him getting 12? And what's the odds of uh, him having a Oakland moment? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you got to think about that a little bit, too. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of things that can happen, but most likely he's going to repeat. Yes. Um, Hayden Melross, that's a big spectacular crash. That, was, that could have been so much worse. Dude, right? He's fine, I you guess. You know what? He got lucky that he did not... OTB before the berm. Think about him going over the berm and Back. and nice. no and hitting the berm face yeah dead on yeah. you know yeah. Th that would have hurt. Dude. But he landed on that thing. It had to hurt his stomach or whatever. It, you know, yeah. I don't think he hits his ribs. No, he, no, it ribs. No, it was lower. low. I think it was yeah. lower. Yeah, he got his abs or stomach or whatever. But that was kind of scary. That was a cool crash though. <laughs> Maybe the coolest crash of the year. Have you ever seen anything like that? A guy fly into those things? Yeah, uh, in those barriers, no. But that was kind of like uh, Phoenix, Davalos, Davalos, Kawi, or whatever. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of like that, huh? Yeah, not far off. It was crazy, man. He was, uh, wow, he was nuts. What the fuck are you doing? 
I was uh, I was impressed that, that Hayden was all right. He's supposed to ride 450s, so hopefully if he rides four, I don't know if he is. Like I don't know if he's good enough to race, but he's supposed to be on 450s this weekend, so we'll see. This uh, Indy, yeah, Indy. Um. All right, so Dungey Roxon one two, great race by uh, both of those guys. Really, Chad said it was the highest pace of the year. He thought those two guys up front were going the fastest they've gone all year. The way they pulled uh, away from I, him, he I, said he was. He said he was at max max effort. I can't believe it. Yeah, you know they were running well, and then uh, you know a lot, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Roxon, when Roxon has a start, he's better than Dungey." But you know, I think he's still not quite as not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, uh, you could see uh, 12, 13 laps maybe, and then um, yeah, Denji started to pull away a little bit. Denji was v very consistent, still very Denji-like, you know, like even with the pressure, uh -huh. you know, Roxanne put his front wheel yeah, in yeah. a little bit, yeah. but I still think I was talking to LeBig about it earlier. I think if you want to try to uh make Denji uncomfortable you you gotta get in there you gotta be aggressive you gotta you gotta be a little well Bosha like or you know mm -hmm. anderson like if you if you're in roxanne position you have to use your elbows and get in there somehow right just so he kind of lose he could lose uh his school and then maybe start making mistakes you have to shake him up because if you stay a couple or a few bikes things behind him, you know, you can ride for 200 laps. Yeah. He's not going to make a mistake. Right. You know? Yeah, if you're waiting on that, if that's your strategy. Yeah, right, you, right. you got to get in there. Right. You know, just even if it's, a, um, you know, even if that's going to make you, you know, lose time, but get in there. Just bump him a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like let him know you're right there and then mm -hmm. ready to go. Um. Yeah, I mean, Bogle's not in that position because he's not racing with Dunge. And he rode well, Justin Bogle did, but he kind of just let Dunge go. Like, he could have been a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, what, with, he, what was with, he doing? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's just like, hey, I got nothing for Dunge. I was exactly same thing. I was talking to Lubig about this, the, the action about Dunge passing Bogle and then Bogle going back at it the next turn. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he let him go. Just get in there. Yeah. No. You want to win or you want to let the, the, the leader win? Right, right. You know, like, even if you bump him and he crashes, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. He has a 40-point lead. Yeah, yeah. He's going to, you know, get back up and get a top five. It's okay. But, you know, give yourself a chance to win a race. Don't. Right. If you let him go, then he's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, he was, a, he was a bit nice, too, for sure. He was very yeah. nice, yeah. yeah I, I agree. Uh, lots to talk about here on the BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis, at Pulp MX Show, if you want to uh, get a question asked, answered by DV. X-Brand tear-offs, X-Brand goggles, Choice of Champions everywhere, race tech emails, the Gear Alloy cold call, NFAB question of the day, and the uh, JGR check-in. Travis, you're going to come up with the NFAB question of the day number, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, Zach Osborne, James Stewart, and Skip Norfolk on the show. When Skip was MC's mechanic, uh, DV, you always get along with him, or was there yeah, it was, was fun, there yeah. was there uh, issues at all ever? No, never. I never had issues. Uh, never. Never had issues. Well, Ron Carter would would dispute that. No, but, uh, 
<laughs> I don't uh, think I had. Yeah, no. Okay. It's, it was fine. You know, I think they were doing their thing, and you know, obviously we were together during the week. Yeah. For testing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. On race day, no, because they were in, we were in different trucks, but um, yeah, it was fine. It was fine with Randy too. Well, I used to bicycle with Randy when he was MC's mechanic. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, hey, Matt, what's going on? Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Hey, uh, what happened with Austin Politelli on that Barn Pros team? Because, like, Brady Kiesel took a spot, and he's racing like a arena cross now or some shit on a Kawasaki. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, Politelli's on a Cowie, and he's going to do arena cross. He's going to wear X-Brand goggles, which is uh, super cool. I don't know what happened. I mean, who knows? It's uh, one of these teams that, you know, let lets guys go or – Riders get mad or, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not, I don't know. I haven't done too much digging on that, Matt. I don't really all care that much, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, you know. Wasn't Brady, Brady Kiesel took a Zach Bell spot for a while, right? Uh, just for, yeah, he was always a fill-in, though, I think. I don't think he was supposed to be there full-time. So, um, I mean, Paul Telly's had a terrible year So for the Barn Pros guys. So maybe they got tired of him. Maybe Politelli blamed the bike uh, and didn't like the team. Who knows? That these these things go sideways. Yeah. So. Is Zach Bell like dead? Is he? What is he doing? Uh, he's hurt again. Yeah. Is still did, was it a collarbone or something? What yeah, I think I, I think same thing. Yeah, collarbone. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, no, kids kids had some injuries for sure. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks. All right, Sam. What's going on? Welcome to Pulp Mech Show. Hey man, what's going on? What's happening? What's your question? Uh, what's up with Cooper Webb endorsing the points chase? We might as well go to like a uh, a starting system where the fastest heat picks a uh, flips a coin, and if he gets tails, he gets last gate pick. Um, you that's what you want to do? No, I don't. But that's what it looks like it's going to end up. Oh, they keep going like this. They're going to flip a coin and they're going to have a gate pick on a coin flip. How do you how do you get that out of what Cooper Webb was saying? Just the progression of it. Like oh. if they're we got riders endorsing point chase, we might as well take it one step closer to arena oh, cross and do something with the gate pick as well. Stop it. Um, no, um, I'm I'm okay with the chase as as you, any listener knows. So, um, but like I said at the beginning of the show, like. We don't even know how. We don't even know if it's coming for sure. We really don't. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know how it's going to work when it comes, if it comes. So I'm not going to get too worked up over it, to be honest. I'm really not like stressing about yeah. it. I, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. And if it sucks, we'll go back. Um, but f- having the title come down to the last race six times out of 40 years, let's try to let's try to artificially uh, tighten that up a little bit and provide entertainment because we are, after all, entertainment. That's what it is. Um, it's a sport, but. Um, you know, why, you, why not I give a two uh, championship, a regular yeah, championship true. and a chase championship? Sure, whatever. Yeah, great, no problem. Um, so, yeah. all right, thanks, man. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the show, Dave. What's going on? You want to know what happened to Moose Can? Yeah, I was just wondering if did he crash during the week because he didn't do. He was off yeah, he, in practice. He crashed. The, yeah. He crashed hard in practice. DVs, uh, you buddies with him? Did you talk to him or did you find anything out? I know what happened. But. <laughs> he just crashed in practice and crashed in practice, and then um, I pair extended both of his uh, wrists. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um. So he had a little pain and in, in his wrist. Yeah. yeah. He at times I watched him out there. He was just sitting down, rolling, and kind of slowly double jumping. <laughs> So he crashed at, at, at Santa Clara or during the week? At Santa Clara. 
in practice. Oh, yeah, I was watching the practice. I, they didn't show or even no. say anything about it, man. Yeah, no, he went down, and then Barsha went down 20 seconds after him in the exact same spot. Well, where did they they crash? Uh, on the end of the uh, stadium before you hit the trip, the big triple after you make a left after the first turn. So you make a left first turn, then you make another left, and you go all the way over the table, double, double, uh, on on off. On yeah. off. Uh, I think they were going all the way over. They're going three, all the way over. Yeah, so, that's anyways. what the that section on off or whatever. Yeah, right there, right after that on off, they crashed. So, uh, both Muscan and uh, and Barsha came back and uh, crashed right there. I should say so. Raining yellows on the phone, of course, waiting for James Stewart. That's not a shocker. Uh, hey, you can get this uh, show on uh, on Stitcher on the Stitcher app. You can listen live and tune in app. You can get um you can get on the Pulp Mex app. You can get on iTunes, of course. Go ahead, review it, rate it, do all that for us. That'd be great. Um, also, if you're gonna make an Amazon purchase, go to pulpamex.com. There's an Amazon banner on there, and uh, click on that. Go to Amazon, make a purchase, and uh, we get a small slice of that, and uh, it enables us to keep paying DV the exorbitant amount that we do pay them um, to come up here. And also to Patreon, patreon.com, uh, Pulpamex. Uh, we've got a little group going there. I'm going to do some Patreon-only podcasts down the road or, or give you guys early release podcasts if you can. Not If you want to help out a little extra, it's great. Server costs are expensive, ra- rising all the time, so we'd appreciate that. But, again, no worries. The biggest thing you can do is just, just buy things from sponsor deals and use the Amazon banner, and, and we'd be stoked. So, um what else? So you can feed all your your dogs. Right? Yeah, so I can feed all our dogs. Um, Pookie's doing that right now. Uh, Barsha came back, was kind of underwhelming a little bit. Um, he got he crashed in practice, though, like we said. So it's one of those one of those moves. Uh, Hanny was there. Uh, so. And the big news for Hanny was that this can only happen to Josh Hansen. He was riding to the track on press day, so he was crossing the pits, and there's a there's a bicyclist lane and a walkway just around the stadium. And everything was blocked off because it had fences and everything else or whatever. And the guard was either telling Hanny to go or not doing anything at all. And Hanny goes, and he, he smokes a cyclist on a road, on a road <laughs> bike. Did T-boned him? Yes. And Hanny goes everywhere. The cyclist goes everywhere. And uh, this is on press day, like going to ride. Mechanic flies off the bike and uh, – they they call the cops and the, the EMTs and the firemen and the cyclist is claiming he's going to sue Hanny, sue Feld or whatever. And I mean, it's total accident. Like, you know, and there was a security guard there that didn't say anything. I guess he didn't like see the cyclist or say anything. Wow. Only Hanson though, right? Yeah. Only Hanny. It would have been him or Justin Lawrence, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Either or. So uh, he, he wrote pretty well, though he made the main. I mean, that's all you really want. Fourteenth in the main, though, right? We saw so. him quite a bit on TV. I don't. I thought he, he could have. I don't know. He didn't look. Uh, he looked really tight for Ensign. He looked tight. You thought? Yeah. 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 He probably hasn't ridden much. I don't. He told me after the race it wasn't exactly planned that he was supposed to come up here for a long time. So, um, yeah. He was uh, talking about Barsha. That was cool between him and George Grant. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, I saw that. That was good. Yeah, that was good. But Josh gave him back to him pretty good. Yeah, no, it was uh I mean Justin was going backwards. He probably was pissed, frustrated, you know, and Grant was coming kind of moving forward and I'm surprised those two hadn't gotten into it before. I don't remember them ever, but they're no. per- they're perfect to get into it's it. It's a perfect match. Right? Yeah. Right? That massive chip right here. 
and it, just, it, it's a match.com <laughs> match. The match.com match. Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's, it, you're right. Um, so for a few laps, I think they were going at it. And again, I just think uh, Barsha was probably frustrated with what was going on. He didn't expect probably to be, uh, you know, struggling that bad. So uh, before we get too much further, and uh, James Stewart coming up in uh, seven minutes. Yoshimura Suzuki's James Stewart coming up. Stewie, seven minutes? That's good. That's a oh, good yeah, timing. I never, never even thought about that. Hey, uh, Race Tech. Race Tech qual- providing quality precision engine services using the best equipment and processes in industry. 65 years of championship winning engine building and tuning experience. Dyno track and flow bench tested. They've got it. Uh, whether you need a valve job, porting, honing, decking, a crank rebuild, a tune-up, uh, give the experienced staff at Racetech a call. Pulpamex 16 saves you money at Racetech. And, of course, their suspension services. What more can you say about those guys? So here's some of the best emails uh, of the week uh, when it comes to uh, Racetech. Uh, Luke said, hey, Steve, I had a dream last Monday night. I was in the studio for the Pulp Mech show. I was sitting in the studio. The topic of me talking smack on the 7 Deuce Deuce came up. When Adam made a few suggestions that Filthy was a bit of a strange duck, I guess I took it upon myself to defend Phil in my moto dream. Needless to say, I think I'm more of a Filthy fan than I realize. I haven't been able to watch the races live, but I had to choose. I would take Pulp over watching the races live every day. Wow. What's wrong with you? Your quirky radio show makes the sport much more interesting and enjoyable as a fan. All the best and tell Pook she's a babe. Pook, you're a babe. Hello. Brandon said, hey, Steve, this is Brandon from AZ. I love the show and all the content. The Vanilla Ice podcast was awesome. Also, the Eric Johnson one. Can you get Ping in more often as a co-host? He is gold along with Kiefer and DV. And lastly, I think you made a good decision with Travis. The show felt a little awkward there with Gibbs after a while. So... Thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Brandon. Um, Jason sent this in. I love all the content you produce. I think you do a great job balancing the bro relationship with the riders, but also keeping it real with them. Those riders that get offended, in my humble opinion, are missing the point. Case in point, Josh Grant. Good news or bad, the fact his name never even comes up means he's relevant in the sport. The most crushing thing you as a journalist can do to any of these riders is simply not talk about them. Imagine NFL players and teams trying to shun Adam Schefter every time he broke a story. Any news is good news. The industry as a whole needs to grow up a lot in this regard before we can even begin to be considered one of American elite sports. Uh, I ran into Kiefer last night at the Ontario Arena Cross. Such a cool dude. He stopped for a quick chat to shake my hand, and even though he was there with his son, I could tell he would have stayed and talked forever about whatever was on my mind. I was there with my little guy, but after meeting Kiefer, I think I was more excited. Can't wait for more After Dark. So, all right, thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Uh, Ron sent this in. Show number 247, around four hours, 20 minutes in, you're eating a snack once again. I understand you really value your acoustics and the quality of your recordings. They really bring the chewing through loud and clear on my headphones Many have complained, but yet you still do it. Is there really not enough time during your multiple commercial breaks to eat off mic? Yeah, I guess not, Ron. I don't know what to tell you. Try to get a refund. Gotta feed the beast, baby. Sometimes Pookie's cookies are just sitting here, and they're and there's commercial breaks over, and they're just sitting here. So what do you want me to do, damn it? Uh, Ron sent this in. I was listening to the Eric Johnson podcast this morning. And in particular, you often, you, your often repeated dislike for the sponsors reaching deeper into the amateur ranks. Your examples of guys of, like Kyle Chisholm not getting the support led me to the thought that seems like it would be far more cost-effective 
for the sponsors to invest some of that money into a guy like Chisholm, hire a DV to train them, get them a fitness coach and turn them into a podium guy. In most cases, I would believe you're going to have a podium guy who's going to be extremely loyal to the sponsors who invested in them. Are they really that short-sighted, Ron? Well, Ron, yeah. Um, that'd be ideal world. I also got an email that said, why doesn't Feld make each race $100,000 to win? That would also be great. I think this goes along the same way. I'm going to plant a money tree in my backyard. That would also be great. So, um, yeah, things I said in that Eric Johnson podcast are just the industry as a whole is, in my opinion, digging deeper and deeper into this amateur well that may or may not pay off. They're, they used to go for 16-year-olds. Now they went for 15-year-olds. Now they're going for 14-year-olds. The teams are going younger and younger to lock these kids up. These, there's, these 10 and 11-year-old kids from Bakersfield, some of them are making $100,000 plus a year. $100,000 as a 10 and 11-year-old. You have no idea when that kid's going to hit puberty. The, and, parents, uh, the at, parents are making that much money. Yeah, parents are making that much money. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, in our pro ranks, guys like uh, Chisholm or Albertson or Cunningham or LeMoyne, who just retired, they've already been given up on and just shuffled aside because they're not going to make it. So I just don't like it. That's the law of the sport. That's it's been like this. It's getting worse. How many NBA rookies they they were like uh, first round picks and then they disappeared. But they get somebody else. But they're already pro. This, this they're already pros when they're first round picks. I'm saying No, they're turning pro. Yeah, but I'm saying we're locking Look uh, Glenn Oden or something or his name is Yeah, Oden. Greg Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Um Fly Racing, for example, is investing in these amateurs. They're not really a good example, even though they're a show sponsor, because they invest a ton in pros. So I, I'm not going to pick them out. But there's people, there's companies that don't support very many pro riders that are heavy in the amateur ranks. But they have to do that because, let's say, Tim Green, Tim Green was maybe the only, you know, uh, big sponsor for amateurs. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, for a and long time. And then yep. Suzuki a little bit. Yep. And then the guys, when they get to at the end of their amateur career. They get bought by whoever. Yeah, they have to wear a fox when they go to pro circuit, right? Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. They, or, or and then they, they go right. to Geico or they go to Star Racing and, and they've been riding cow yeah, but all that what, what are you getting? If you're a gear company, what are you really getting out of one of these kids at an amateur level as far as them selling gear for you? But that's the main idea. But look at the following of uh, what's the guy with. The, The long hair surfer kid that rides 60s or 80s, he has a long name. Di Francesco. Yeah. See the following he has on social media? Yeah, but I mean... You know, that sells. That's marketable. You know? What does he have for following, do you think? What does he really I don't have? know. I think they have a lot of followers, those little kids. You know, and they post crap well, all day with their sponsors, so... They're it's, taking it's, photos of their socks? <laughs> yeah. Taking photos, shit, taking photos of their socks? I'm over it. This, you know what? The guys, the market stands are marketing genius. They are a genius. The socks they, can they change give, your life. They, they, they give like dollar socks to everybody, and they get so much exposure. More exposure than guys that pay six, seven digit. Yeah. 
How insane is that? It's, it's genius. <laughs> it is TV. You're right. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to our first guest. You can email Jake at Vortex Racing for a killer discount on Vortex. Uh, Vortex sprockets used by Yoshimir Suzuki, uh, Baggett, and this guy on the phone with us right now. And uh, they've got besides sprockets, they've got the handlebars, 29% stronger than competition, and a V3 performance racing chain, and much more. Yoshimir Suzuki depends on Vortex Racing. So, And uh, this rider does as well. Welcome to the show, James Stewart. What's up, James? How are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing? We're good, man. Just uh, another weekend down in the Supercross series, and uh, I guess for you, another frustrating night, although I guess you can take some positives. I thought it was the best you'd looked in a while. Uh, it's been a, been a tough year for you, but, uh, you know, one of those mechanical things, me as a former mechanic, uh, I, I, I'm not going to throw the team under the bus here, but, you know, these things happen. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, this day and age, uh, you know, it you know, electronics, how much electronics is on the bike and stuff. So for sure, I mean, it was, uh, you know, bummer for me. Cause you know, I, I, you know, I'm trying to just get laps in, but at the right. same time, I mean, you know, at, at Daytona, you know, I crashed out and I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's always, you know, blame. It could go on either side, but you know, as a team, it, it doesn't really help by blaming anybody. So for sure. I mean, yep. I know how those things go, you know, water could have got in there or something, but for sure, you know, it was the best I've felt, you know, all year. Um, you know, we had, we switched from air to, to air to spring forks. And, and for me, like that was one of the biggest changes, if not the biggest change that I had and um, over the last like two weeks. So, yeah. you know, that's why I felt actually quite a bit better. That's funny because I'd heard, you know, there's that new top secret show of fork that uh, weighs testing and a few, only a few guys have. And I heard, I heard one, you were one of the guys that just loved it. So, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. It's, we're, we're in that age where you're old school. I think spring guys are, are switching more and more, you know? Yeah, no, I think so. Um, you know, I, I think what it, what it is, I mean, it's just, you know, when you, again, testing and, and racing is a, you know, a, a big difference. And mm-hmm. I think the probably the thing that hurt, hurt us, not saying that the fork was bad at all. I mean, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think sure. it is. I, I just think like for us, like we switch over to that new fork and, you know, Blake was hurt. I was hurt. And we're only like really two that really kind of had that new system besides, uh, I think maybe Wuhan at Cali, mm-hmm. but so like no, nobody was testing. So it was new to, new to our team. So when we got to the first race, which was Oakland that we, we raced on it, there was a lot of things going on. And so we was kind of like struggling with that. And we never, we didn't have any like, you know, data to go back. Like, this is what you should try to do to fix it. So, you know, we couldn't really test during the week because, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, me and Blake was having a hard time riding during the week. So it was just more, I think if we would have had it, you know, during the off season, it came so late. I mean, yeah. The first race we got to run, it was Oakland. So I, I, don't, I just think for me, um, you know, and then I went all the way back to something that I was riding previous to the to U.S. Open. Then it became like searching. And so mm-hmm. finally we just said, let's just go completely back to something I know. And then it was like a light switch kind of clicked on for me. I know we had Tomac on a couple of weeks ago and, you know, he switched, uh, um, he switched as well. Um, and, it's like weird. The suspension companies get weird. Riders get weird when you ask them about it. But to me, it's like big deal. Like it's just like putting a different pipe on or a different uh, um, subframe or something else. Like it's it doesn't mean the air forks are bad and people should run away or whatever. It just means that individual riders want to try different things in testing. But yet the teams are they get weird when you start asking questions like I do. Yeah. No. I mean, I it definitely do. And I think what it what it comes down to is a lot of them. 
you know, when, when people like at, you know, the top routers, they switch, you know, like you said, you heard that, you know, I loved it, which is weird. Weird. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah, I said yeah. that, <laughs> right. but, uh, I know. you know, I, I liked it, but, you know, it needed some work. So I think what happens is, you know, all, a lot of these fans and stuff, like all they, they don't know. I mean, they don't know if it's an air fork or spring fork, unless you're guys like that pays attention to the sport and like, you know, what's going on. And those are the people that should know, like, look, you know, it's just like switching a different pipe. But right. a lot of these things, you know, they're trying to sell like one product. So when James Stewart or Eli Tomac goes away from it, people automatically think that it's bad. You know, I think that's why the teams, you know, you know, try to jump around the question, and and plus our sport's so small, you know, nobody wants to piss off anybody yeah, else. So I know. it's just it's a weird thing. Yeah, it. Uh, well, hey, getting back to the race though, yeah, you were looking good. I think you were probably about, I think seventh or eighth from, I want to say twelfth or thirteenth, somewhere around there. You uh, you went Mach five in the whoops, two two laps in a row. Um, huh. Look good. Um, and then yeah, before the mechanic thing, so uh, the Daytona crash. The head injury, like, are you 100% physically, or are you still dealing with things? Um, I mean, the head, the head issue that that took, I mean, for a long time. Like, you know, I don't, you know, unless you kind of have one, like people yeah. really don't understand. And like, I, you know, it's probably like one of the ones that, you know, normally when I have a head injury, like there was always something else that was hurt. So just mm-hmm. to kind of deal with that, you know, it was like this kind of first time in my career that I was able to like possibly come back racing the next weekend, you know, um, on that. So I was struggling on that, you know, not even riding a motorcycle, but just kind of like my everyday right, life. Like, right. like, damn, like how did, how did I get through the day right now? Yeah. So I finally got through that. And, um, you know, Atlanta, I was pretty much back, like on, you know, kind of normal, uh-huh. feeling normal. But, you know, again, it was just more like, like we was really kind of struggling, <laughs> you know, with, yeah. you know, a lot of things and, and kind of set up again. And it just kind of goes back to where, you know, all these guys are in the mid-season form, and, and, you know, I'm trying to, you know, try new forks out, trying to, you know, test while I'm at racing, and, and it just got to a point to where all of a sudden I was, like, slow, like, hella slow. <laughs> and uh, that that was weird for me. I mean, it, it came to a point to where I actually thought, like, somehow I, I must have just – I'm not good anymore. Like, it was it, – it got to a pretty low for me for a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that was that was tough, tough for sure. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's – it's, I can't even – I don't even know what you're probably feeling or felt like this year uh, for a guy that's been as successful as you. Uh, you know, you, you missed the year. You come back. It's It's been – I've been writing it. I've been talking about it. It's just been a disaster. And you, you've got to be just wondering at times, like you said, like what is going on? I think there's a glimmer of light here, though, after the ride you had this weekend, right? I mean, there's – it's got to be it's so hard for a guy like you that's had so much success to be like, what is going on right now? Yeah, I, well, for for me, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, the I, I would tell you the the icing on the cake was Daytona. Like when I looped out in the whoops, like <laughs> it was like, what the hell is going on? Like yeah. I, like this is this ain't me. But like I, I kind of like knew, like I said, it was struggling because i'm you know at atlanta i'm qualifying and i was like literally like i put in the hot lap i was like 13 quickest and i'm right. like what is this same thing at daytona so when i went to uh when i finally looped out like i was like look man like yeah. i'm this this ain't my kind of program but at the same time i'm like you know just keep sticking with it and so after daytona that's when we switched over to the spring force so i was yeah. hurt for a little bit so i didn't ride for a little while then we switched to the spring force and like instantly, like it was like I was like, dude, this uh, something wow. clicked. Like I felt yeah. normal. 
so basically about two weeks ago is when the light kind of started shining and like I was like, all right, man, I feel pretty good. And then so to go to this weekend, you know, honestly, like from the, the practice to the heat race and then finally in the main event was I was actually starting to ride good. It was all like, like the, I got better and better as the day went on. And honestly, like I was, I was struggling just because I wasn't like, I was kind of afraid to, to be fast again. Cause the last few times I rode a motorcycle, like I've been slow at the races, you know, I've been slow in practice. And right. so to kind of go out there and like, all right, man, like, you know, Hey, I'm up here battling against these guys. I'm actually kind of quick. Now I'm up here passing and catching these guys. Like it's, it's funny that right. I won all these races in my career. And then like, you know, for me, I'm just looking for my name to pop up on the board <laughs> all, all the way up until last Dude. weekend. But now that's kind of changed again. So that should be all right. It's bizarre world. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, racing is a hundred percent mental. I don't care about anything else. Hey James, uh, this is DV. How you doing? What's up? What's up, David? How you doing, man? I have a kind of question. Um, uh, the year you crashed in the whoops uh, next to Roxon in Anaheim was 2014, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, do you ever go back to uh, to try that bike setup compared to the new stuff that you ride maybe in 16 just to to have a base? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, And and this is this is the thing. Like I mean, because even I mean, everybody from my, my dad and asked, and even I've asked that. But you know, there's 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 reasons why like we went away from that setup. Like you know, I, I think you know the hard part is like if you don't know on the outside looking in, like you're like just go back. And like I was like, it just be simple to go back. But we was actually having issues, like actually mechanical issues with that that actually setup we had, like with the suspension, because it was new. You know, we I think we went right. from the the two air to the triple air. So again, you know, you're learning, you know, doing all the cobwebs and knocking all that stuff out. So we was actually having issues with that. And so I don't know if you kind of remember some of the races that year, like some heat races, like I'll be fine. And some heat races, it looked like I'm like almost crashing during the week, I'm crashing in the wolves, you know, making a lot of mistakes. And then in the main event, you know, I'll be fine. So we was having some inconsistencies with that. And so that's why, you know, Shoah kept, you know, engineering and kept developing these new forts and kept moving forward. Uh, so that the the actual going back to that four, like we couldn't we couldn't even go back to it, you know, like that's kind of that's obsolete right. at this point. So yeah, um, that that would have been a simple fix um, if we could, but you know we can't. So was, was do, do you guys get like outside maybe outside opinion from you know suspension people? Not maybe using the same guys, maybe having opinions for from a, an aftermarket company. Let's say I don't know factory connection or guys like yeah. this you know i mean honestly like i don't you know i don't i don't really think um you know it's that like i i wouldn't say like you know the guys um the guys that we got working on the suspension are bad you know i mean we i mean todd brown i mean the guy's awesome and we done you know we built some good stuff he was a part he was with me in 2014 when we was racing so you know if it worked then then it should work now you know so i don't think it's that and then obviously we have rob from rg3 down here you know i think what it is is that you know mainly is that you know when every every year teams are you know building and coming up with new stuff and you're 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 always moving forward so if you're staying the same then you're, you're losing ground so with us you know with you know blake being hurt myself being hurt and the stuff not getting here quick enough you know i think it's just more you know we just start testing during the middle of the season me with my concussion blake with his shoulder injury so there's a lot of things so 
Um, you know, I know I know what you're saying. You know, DV, and and obviously, you know, if I thought or the team thought, you know, it was more like, hey, we need outside help. You know, we, we would definitely do it. But no, it's, it's you know, not I, about. You know, it's like you have a. You're not feeling right, you know, you're not going to go see only one doctor. You're going to see more different doctors to have different opinion to see if they say the same thing, you know. And uh, talking about bike setup, you know, MC won, yes, he was a long time ago, but he won in 93 to 96 with the same bike, you know. Um, a Yamaha, mm -hmm. he went from 99 to 2001 with the same bike. Uh, with the same engine, same pipe, same everything, you know, because it was consistency. Maybe it wasn't something that was the best, but that's something he knew exactly what it was, and he, he, he was used to it. You know, like, it seems like a lot of people change all the time, uh, Chad being one of them, um, and then sometimes, you know, used to it. Maybe some if you're used to something that's not as good, but if you know, like, the back of your hand, Maybe mm -hmm. then you have better reflexes on the bike, and you know what it's gonna do, rather than having yeah. always something new. That's that was kind of my point. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you, and I think for me that's why I'm back on the spring force. You know, it's just kind of like you know, I wouldn't say the air is better, the springs worse. You know, I would just kind of say like. You know, I know what it is. It's yeah. kind of like everybody running the, the Dunlop tire. You know, like obviously they have hard pack tires, but we run the same one every weekend just because we know what it does. So, you know, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, especially like for me, you know, when I rode Cowies, I always ran, you know, ran the same triple clamps from the first year I, uh, you know, started pro to the last year I was on Cowies just because I kind of knew what it was. So, you know, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, for me, especially, you know, what I was racing with this year, you know, I, I've been trying to find something that, you know, I can build on, you know, every week as far as on the motorcycle, as far as just doing laps at the track. And finally, finally now I feel like I, I found that about two weeks ago when we kind of switched back. So, you know, I think that's why, you know, you saw a different mm -hmm. rider from the previous races that I was. So, yeah, I, I, you have a point, DD. I'm 100% I'm with you. And, um, you know, we're doing that. Um, did you think, did it get bad enough? Some of those, like, head injuries are not to be fooled with, as we know. Um, we're learning more and more about them and their serious stuff. Most of you guys, including myself and you, DV, you know, we probably all should have took more time off back in the day when we knocked ourselves out. But um, did you ever think about packing it in, James? Did it ever get bad enough where you were like, I don't know if I can race anymore? Well, I, you know, on the head, the head injury um, – you know, I just stopped racing, you know, I pretty much stopped racing. Like if it was, you know, I felt like, you know, my head injury was one of the reasons why I was crashing. Like it wasn't Daytona and mm -hmm. struggling like I was in Atlanta. Then I would say, yeah, maybe it's time to pack it in, but it wasn't that, you know, it was just yeah. kind of more of other issues and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I definitely took off, you know, time at the beginning of the year, which is unfortunate, yeah. uh, you know, missed that point. But yeah, I mean, I think um, Daytona was the the time that I was like, look, man, like I okay. like this is this is embarrassing. <laughs> like I can I can't be I can't be out here doing that. And you know, part of it was just you know I'm like this is no fun. Like dude, like you you're, you're riding around like it's your first year in pro, and like mm -hmm. you know having a feeling of not you know not knowing what the hell is going on was was you know, pretty saddening. And then, uh, but like I said, about two weeks ago, when we kind of switched back to the, the spring fourth, yeah. it, was, it was finally, all right, you know, this is, You're you know, back. This is what I want to do. So I, I wouldn't say I'm back, you know, but I would yeah. just say like what DV said, like, I, I know what, I know what's going on. You know, I feel more comfortable. And like I said, you know, that's why, um, 
you know, I'm, this is what I thought how the season should have started. Yeah. But, you know, for me, you know, you have to go through things to figure it out. But, yeah, I, if I were to continue getting lapped without falling and moving <laughs> out, I would I would have definitely quit after uh, the motocross series for sure. Why Gant and I were laughing because uh, we're like, only James – could the lapper flag come out and, you know, the thing with Marvin happened? That would only happen to James, of course. Of course, yeah, we, have a, yeah. we have a problem, um, you know. Yeah, it was, oh, God. We were just like, this guy, there's nothing nothing that could go, like, right right now for him. Even when he's just yeah. riding. You're riding out there, you're getting lapped, you're pissed off. You're still controversial, you know. So yeah, no. It's like at least I made TV coverage, and, and, and so it was an issue. And the funny thing was, you know, like people like really like jumped on me, and I was like, dude, like what? Like what are you guys talking about? Like right. I'm out here minding my own business, like doing my thing, and people jumped on me. But you know, the one the one thing, just kind of like the the respect I felt when all that suspension stuff went down uh, from the industry, what KTM did, you know, by mm-hmm. putting out a press release and Roger, like that was, that was pretty stand up, you know, it yeah. gave me a lot of respect for one KTM, which I had, but you know, also Roger. So, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if it was, you know, I, I didn't, they didn't have to do it, but you know, they did. And, and, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I really yeah. hell of appreciate that. But again, like you said, it was, uh, a. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one it of those things. Like, that, yeah, uh, I was like, I give up. I give up. Right. I'm like, I'm not even gonna try to even fight or, or argue with people why <laughs> you know it's happened. I'm just whatever, just talk. So. You're like, bro, I'm just trying to get through twenty. I'm just trying yeah. to get through twenty. <laughs> and and I still need to make twenty. I make right. nineteen. Right, though. exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's take some phone calls for you. Uh, first up, raining yellow. Welcome back. What's happening, James? What's going on, man? <laughs> the the boot luck it was close. It was it was about maybe fifteen laps from being complete, but uh, you know, it was it was cool to see you, my man, this weekend. Right on, man. No, it was good seeing you. Like I said, uh you might have to keep Rado away. I mean good things are happening. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it was the best riding performance I guess I had this this year. So we'll see if he comes to Detroit or uh, Indy this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe just have him stand like ten feet away at all times, and it'll be good. But uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, uh, I was excited, man, watching. Like I, I thought I was sitting watching twenty fourteen again. Yeah, you know, uh, what I mean, I, you were I, running I, good. Yeah, it was actually like I said. Um, actually, it was the first time like all year that I was actually moving forward and kind of felt normal you know, about my, about myself and riding. And, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, my whole career, you know, whether I've been hurt or, you know, out for a long time or racing every weekend, like I always had speed, you know, so to, to race throughout this, you know, the last few races that I was at, you know, during practice and the heat races and stuff like that and not have speed, like it really was, it was really messing with me. So to finally come out this weekend and I didn't have the best practice, but like I knew I was a lot closer than what I was before. And then even like in the heat race, I'm, I'm riding behind Dungy, you know, just kind of rotting. And I'm like, I'm staying here. Like, you know, this is, you know, you got to, at this point, like I just got to, you know, take small steps, you know, and try to move forward. And then, so that was good. And then the heat, the, the main event, like, man, I got a bad start. You know, I think I came around maybe like outside of 15, started between some people and, you know, a few laps I was up in the sixth place. And, you know, to me, you know, no matter what happened, I was frustrated with the bike, but at the same time, I was just happy that, 
you know, we kept struggling you know, as a team. We we all worked together, and, and you know, it was the worst worst year for I, I think Suzuki, you know, myself, you know, the whole team as a package. But we all kept fighting and, and trying to figure out some kind of solution, you know, to you know to make you know me comfortable, make Blake comfortable. And so when we switched back to spring courts, it was all kind of like you know this. I guess it was kind of worth it. So as I was frustrated, I was actually kind of happy and, and, and proud of the guys for continuing working because you know that's you know no matter what happens, if you're out there giving 100 percent, like that's fun, that's racing. Um, you know, but just going out there, riding around, just complete some laps and, and struggling, like that's that's no fun. So I gotta applaud those guys for at least you know sticking sticking mm-hmm. behind me and, and uh, you know fighting to get the bike better, which we did. Thanks, Raining Yellow. Thanks for the call. Right on, guys. Take care, James. All right, take it easy, man. He's a, he's an official seven rider now. Uh, I understand. Raining Yellow is on the team. Um, <laughs> well, you have to ask Roger. I, I guess I think maybe. he is. I think he is. <laughs> what the hell? Well, welcome to the team. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the team, uh, Stephen. What's going on? You got a question for uh, James Stewart? Yeah, you know, I, I want to talk to James. What's up, Steve? What's up, James and DV? What's up? What's up, man? Hey, James. I'm from Florida. I haven't grown up here, racing the Dade City and the other tracks around. I I lined up next to you one time in the Super Mini class. And you blew me out, man. <laughs> um, welcome, to, well, welcome to the club, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah, the question that I had was, um, you know, first of all, I, I just want to say, you know, what did what did Malcolm do to you on your Instagram? You had said he he gave it to you dirty, man. What what exactly happened? Well, I I don't kiss and tell, but I'm a tell on this situation. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, it wasn't really nothing like too bad i mean obviously when i was struggling let's just say little brother was you know he was kind of blowing up a little bit you know he was he was kind of plodding those shoulders up and like you know i can't blame him because you know over the last 15 years of us racing yeah. together i've kind of been the same way but um he it was kind of small but it, it like upset me a little bit so i had to like go into stuff him. but he basically showed up at the track um early which made me look bad in front of my dad um, you know, like I was just flagging around the house. So he showed up early uh, after us talking tonight. So I was pissed off. So I showed up about an hour late. So he was, you know, doing his motos and stuff. And so I roll up, you know, pops looking at me like, what the hell have you been at? And so I was like, uh, that's why it was, it's a little bit more to the story, but just, just know it was around that. Like he, he did me dirty on by how I'm showing up at the track. So I had to take him out. Um, you know, I kind of had to show him, <laughs> show a little wood to him out on the track, but it was, it was fun. And, and honestly, like, I'm, I'm so proud of that kid. Like, you know, just for him, you know, one stepping up, you know, doing the off season and, and work. And I think he's, he's gelling really well with his team, but at the same time, um, you know, doing what I thought he could have done a couple of years ago, you know, about actually winning races, being consistent and stuff and actually, you know, now leading the point. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, the kid's killing it. I mean, he's working hard. He's kind of inspiring me to, you know, he's probably one of the reasons, you know, I haven't threw it in the towel, uh, you know, because I look at my younger brother and he, he looks, he, I, I'm almost looking at myself in the mirror of the person that the, the kid that wanted it. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of it's an honor to see that, and as a big brother, man, it's, mm. it's just awesome. Cool, yeah. He uh, that ride in Toronto by him was something else, man. That was uh, that was incredible. He was so far yeah. back, and uh, great job by by Mookie, red plate holder, like you said. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks yeah. for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead. James. Oh, 
Uh, oh, no, I, I wasn't saying anything. Oh, no. Vortex Racing bringing you Yoshimura Suzuki's James Stewart on the show right now. Vortex V3 sprocket uh, that James uses on his bike, as well as the uh, v, uh, they got a V3 performance racing chain and a, and a, and a, and a handlebar, too, 29% stronger than a competition. So, James, going into Indianapolis this weekend, um, I guess just, again, small steps, right? Get it up there, get into the top five, try to make a podium, maybe go for a win, right? This is all just sort of part of the plan. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's a little bit more narrowed in um, than I was like coming into this weekend. You know, I think, uh, you know, again, I I found something that I enjoy riding, yep. and enjoy, you know, at the races, and now I feel like actually we have a fighting chance. And like DV said, it's just kind of familiar to me. So, you know, my expectations obviously is to, you know, finish the race. You know, which you know, hopefully, you know, we, we do that this weekend. But you know, again. You know, I, I'm just looking for the the steps. So, like now, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. I, I, let's let's start racing again. Let's not ride. Let's you know, let's let's start racing again. So for this weekend, you know, I I want to start testing myself and start doing some things so I can start preparing uh, for the outdoors coming up in a couple months. Yeah, that's not going to be much fun either. The outdoors coming up, right? <laughs> like you're just gonna, nah. yeah. No, it ain't. But you know, I I've been off for the last. It seems like I've been off for the last two years. So, right. Uh, although it's not gonna be fun, I, I actually am kind of looking forward to those non fun days because you know they're they're all gonna they're they'll end at some point. You know, hopefully not in the near future, but they'll yeah. they'll end at some point in my lifetime. So yeah, I still uh, whenever you and uh, the the twenty two get together. Uh, either whether it's in practice or you know in a little bit of a race, it's still nice to see you guys are still. Back out there giving it racing. It's, uh, you know, it's funny. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, what's funny is that, uh, it, like, me and Chad were sitting down and uh, for opening ceremonies, you know, I, like, they still have me come out, you know, which is which is an honor, oh, but they, they come it. out. Yeah, right. They, well, they do. Well, they, they have me come out, right? Yeah. So I'm, like, sitting down there, and then, um, you know, Chad does his, his laugh, and he pulls up next to me, and he starts talking to me, and, like, Whoa! I'll answer. Whoa! I'll, really? Like, yeah. Oh. Like, like, I'll I'll answer him, and like you know, like I said, I I never you know on the track, I don't like racing a guy, but I respect him for what he does, you know, mm. and stuff like that. But when he last time he talked to me was like Atlanta, 2011, like he right. took me out, right. you know. So every every time he talks <laughs> to me, I go, this this murder. He didn't try to take me out tonight. Like he didn't try to take me out. So when I was coming up through the pack mm-hmm. and I was up in sixth place, he was in front of me, yeah. and I was like, "Well, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm gonna have to try to. Ch- I'm gonna have to try to come up and catch this, this dude, and maybe do a little bit of payback from 2011." But yeah, I mean, it's just it's ironic that every time he talks to me, I think about Atlanta. So maybe it's not the best memory I have, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like it is, at this point, I'm just yeah. trying to battle with anybody. So. Yeah. You're like, stop talking to me, bro. Beat it. I didn't, yeah. I, like, dude, you know you got to try to take me out. So why are you right, talking right. to me that yeah, we, we are talking buddies. We are not talking friends. Um, yeah. We're just, we're just like head nod guys at this point in our lives. We are head nod yeah. in the hallway, and that is as far as I'll go. <laughs> I agree um, with that one. <laughs> um, well, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you uh, answering the, the text. I hadn't, I hadn't bothered you because I know – We've talked about this many times before. When things aren't going well, you're like, "Why do I have to talk about?" So, um, I yeah, know, I know that's how you are. So, well, I was actually looking forward to the text. Like, I, um, 
uh, like all year, I'm like, man, seed hasn't hit me up. Like, uh, oh, damn, this, this year's pretty bad. So you know it's bad. Like when it's like, all right, you know, he gets like a second in the heat race and has a few good laps that seed hits me up. Like yeah. that's how bad things got. So it, I appreciate you texting me and like wanted to talk to me, but like. It, from now on, let me win. That'd yeah. probably be the next time I talk to you again. So, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Fair, fair, fair deal. I know. Believe me. I'm like, he put together some laps. He looked good in the whoops. I'm texting him. Yeah. I'm texting him. No texting yeah. him. So what's up, man? I'm like, yeah. It was no like, oh, let me check. He was like, yeah, I'll talk to anybody. Come, yeah, come on, bring it on. So, yeah, we're, we're all good. Well, great. Good. Thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, good luck in Indianapolis. And uh, like I said, there's been some – it turned a corner. Some light is coming through. And uh, hopefully things just build from here and get better for you. Uh, thanks you, Thanks yeah. for your time. For sure. Appreciate it, guys. All, All right. Take care, DV, and I'll talk to you. All right. See you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Yoshimura Suzuki's James Stewart, everybody. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. What do you think, DV? I like what I hear. But, uh, you know – it's, He's really crediting the spring fork a lot, huh? Like a lot. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, you you riders are are are, are nut jobs. So if that's what it takes, no, that's what I'm it takes. not in a job. I've never was oh, the tire guys. The tire and guys. I'll never be. will. Okay. Oh, shit. I still think you know, at that point, to make somebody comfortable, they need to you know mm-hmm. get a second opinion. You know, tomorrow, like yeah, you, but it's not. That's not even on James. The teams won't do that. DV, I know what you're saying. But no, but yeah, it, it doesn't matter. You bring somebody in. You take a, a set of stocks, stock suspension. You bring it. You have a, a Joe Mo from your neighborhood say, "I want super. I'm going to ride Supercross. Make me a set." Oh, and then you put it on, right? You put it on. You try it out. You see, they have dinos. Right. You put on a dyno, see what it does. What are they looking for? What are they? What do they want to accomplish with forks? What do they want? Stiffer, uh, more rebound, stays higher or lower. What do they want to accomplish? You know, that's the, mm-hmm. the main question they have to ask themselves. What do we want? You know, and from that, you change stuff around. But it's not bad to get s- stuff. You know, from stock, see see what's in stock. Mm-hmm. Put it on a dyno, see what it does. Put your spring forks, put your um, air forks on a dyno, see what it does. You know, try to understand the process. You know, you cannot really, you can't. This microphone is not working right. It seems like it's cutting off. It's probably all yeah. It's it's a electrical issue. Electrical issue. Or if it was 20 years ago, well, it would be a spark plug. Let's take spark a, plug broke. Let's take a commercial break here. I'm not done here. Oh, okay. I'm not done. Okay. Am I done talking about suspension? No, I just you're now you have a, did you have a microphone problem? So I don't. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It seems like it's cutting off. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, I think that's the point. What they want to accomplish. That's the thing. And then, you know what? Go, go back to your setup. Two years old, yeah, yeah. where you rode the best. Right. What's, what's the best race you thought the bike was the best? We've Go done, back to that setup. I've, I've been on teams that we did that. Go yeah. back to that setup. Right. MC rode full season on the CR250, right. the same one. Exactly. Yeah. He, he won four seasons in a row. Right. MC Yamaha, 99, 2000, 2001. Even 2002, he did not feel that good. He did not do yeah. that good. He had the same bike. Yeah. He knew how it started. Or he cornered, right. or how he went to mm-hmm. the whoops, 
All he, all he did is work his thoughts, do his models, run the bike. Right. Doesn't matter. You don't need to have it's supercross. You don't need to have the best thing. It's not Formula One or MotoGP. MotoGP, if you don't have the perfect setup, yeah, you're gonna struggle. Supercross, you can compensate. If you have something that you know that's good, you know, you have your favorite pair of jeans, right? I don't know. You don't have your favorite pair of cargos, whatever cargos. And then you yeah. buy you buy a new pair of jeans. Ah, yeah. they don't feel good. Just don't like it. You know, you know, you go back to your old pair of jeans. Yeah, and you feel fine. Right. But they're not new. They're yeah. a couple years old. Yeah, they ripped up. They, they they do the job better, right? Make than my, the new one. Make my ass look good. Yeah, I got it. I got it. It's kind of the same thing. Um, well said, DV. All right, we're gonna take a commercial break here. First one, Zach Osborne still come up. Skip Norfolk, Jason Thomas, the great David Villeman in studio. Uh, excited about Coachella. More and more. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, is my song coming up? No. What is coming up, though, is the world debut of the Adam Entenap Chad Reed intro, int, uh, opening ceremony song. Uh, the Seven Deuce Deuce and Chad Reed. Uh, well, I was actually giving Reed shit about changing up his intro song because he's been thunderstruck for 100 years. And then he said, well, he doesn't know anything about music, but he's like, well, you know, make me one or pick one and i said well adam can make you one and then it actually did he, he adam did a great job and world debut world debut when online we, when streaming we, yeah when we come back uh, from this commercial break you'll hear it you'll hear the seven deuce deuce with the chad reed opening ceremonies uh rap stick around everybody we'll be right back hey this is the voice of supercross guy and you're listening to the pulp mx show Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount, certain brand restrictions will apply. 
Gear Alloy wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloys, the choice of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So 
they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. 
The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 W-E-E-L. Now that I got your attention, 
Let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Beck Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with our V3 Performance Kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. 
you didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Seven, 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 Get on
Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Pumpkin Mech Show. The internet world debut of the Chad Reed intro, intro, intro song at the Supercost by our very own Seven Deuce Deuce out of Antignap. What do you think, DV? Pretty good. Not bad. Is he going to be at Coachella or what? Yeah, I think he can be at Coachella. I think, you, I think you'll get it. Uh, good stuff. Travis, what do you think, man? What, what the... I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was pretty good at the stadium to hear it coming out. And sure, um, yeah. they let the intro roll. I was afraid they were going to let the voice of Supercross guy do the intro and kind of cut Adam off. But instead, they let Adam's roll through the intro himself and everything. So, yeah, it was great. They really ran with that one, huh? What's that? They just It just seems out of the norm for something that they would normally do. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Michelin introducing a new off-road performance tire. Michelin Starcross 5 pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels. No matter the conditions or terrain, available in four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. They contain a completely redesigned casing and more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall. And a 15% lighter on the sand tire, and average 10% on the other versions. Michelin Starcross 5 can purchase wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. MichelinMotorcycle.com for more information. And uh, thank those guys uh, for coming on. Whatever you thought of Michelin tires before, scrap that. Try the Michelin uh, Starcross 5. Been getting good reviews from everybody. And uh, right now, before we come up with uh, Zach Osborne coming up our next guest, let's try Gear Alloy Cold Call. Let's do that. The Gear Alloy Cold Call. GearAlloy.com. Looking for a set of wheels for your truck. Go with Gear Alloy. They support the industry the, along with the uh, uh, Jessica Patterson. Of course, they supported her forever. They also are the proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC team. It's also sponsored by NFAB. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there's a Gear Alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from. Designed and engineered in SoCal. GearAlloy.com. Please check them out. Wide range of style styles. Styles. Style sizes and finishes for the enthusiast marketplace. Uh, let's uh, let's call that wrapper up. Let's see what uh, see what's going on with them and uh, see if we can get the seven deuce deuce on the phone to see what uh, what's up on a gear alley cold call. So we don't know who you're calling. It's called the gear alley cold call. What? Who are we calling? Internet. Oh, he rap. Gear alley. Yo. Welcome to the Gear Alloy Cold Call, Seven Deuce Deuce. What's up? What's up, buddy? How are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Good. We just debuted your song, man. It's good. What? It's, no way. It's fire. It's fire. Oh, I hope everybody liked it. Uh, some people in the chat room did not like it, but then again, uh, they also probably don't like puppies or rainbows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know how that goes. 95% of our deal does. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> is that Billman? I feel like I, I feel like I hear Billman in the background. Yeah, what's up, bro? All those people How in the chat room are ninety-five percent dildos. Uh, he asked if you were going to be at Coachella in a couple of weeks with with that rap. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, that just it struck me right to the top. Well, look, hey, Adam, the last time you were in, I was giving you shit. It was taking uh, – I wasn't happy with the length of time it was taking. Um, but I got to say, uh, you did well, man. Good job. I, it sounds awesome. You had to have been stoked opening ceremonies when uh, the 22 rolled out for that. Yeah, no, I mean, I was I was super stoked. And, you know, the other cool thing about it was Chad Reed kind of reached out on Twitter also and hit me up and said thank you. And, and you know, it, I was so – I was just pumped how the song came out and uh, and that he liked it. You know, I think that was – I think that was the most important thing for sure is just that uh, Chad Reed and his family liked it. And, 
and I tried to do the best job I could. You know, it, it was really hard to make because to come out to Thunderstruck for that many years is like is is amazing because that's one of the best songs in the world. You know, and it's like I I kind of always started out to go like a I had a little bit of a, a rock song feel to the rap, and you know. I kind of I went away from that. It, that's kind of why it took me so long. Is because I had a rock song feel to the song, and it was it was just like, well, I'm one, I'm not a, a rocker, and two, there's no possible way I'm ever going to follow up ACDC. I mean, that's one of the best bands right. in the whole entire world. And uh, so I kind of just stayed in stayed in my lane and, and did the rap thing, and I think it came out really good. It, it definitely wasn't like a like a regular song. It was more of a hype-up song, and I, I yeah. think I did a, a well, pretty good job on it. I was stoked. Yeah, no, I think you did, too. And like you said, it's different. It's not a song per se. It's for opening ceremonies. It's to get the crowd on their feet. It's to get everybody excited for Chad Reed. It's a different type of uh, organization, different type of uh, writing that's involved in it. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> it was um, good, though. It, it just took so long. You know, it was like it was so hard to come up with lyrics because, like, like you were just saying, it's just it's such a different thing to do, and and the Chad Reed, It's Your Night, um, Don't Go Down Without a Fight line um, kind of yeah. came to me when I was riding in the truck. And I was so I was so ecstatic when I found that because that, um, that rhyme and, and the way that flow just came out so well. And I thought it was perfect for the song. And, and, and honestly, that's my favorite part of the whole song. That's probably why I repeated it so many damn times. <laughs> yeah, but, really. Um, um, hey, uh, Noah, Noah's on the phone. What's up, Noah? You got a question for the Seven Deuce Deuce? Seven Deuce Deuce, what's up, man? Oh, I hung up on him by accident. Uh, nice. Try, try to. Uh, I didn't lock his line in. That's totally my bad. I'm kind of under the weather. Let, 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 come on, give me, uh, give me uh, some. Here, hold on. Oh, he'll call right back. Um, what'd you think of the tune, Noah? Dude, that song is badass. Oh, and Steve, by the way, I'm the Lefty Fork guy. Thank you for the shirt. I'm actually wearing it right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you deserved it. You deserved it, bro, for, for thinking that was real. Uh, we got internet. Yeah. Back. We got internet back on. What's going on, <laughs> dude? I heard you hung up on me. I did. I know. <laughs> well, it's all good. But yeah, no, I was just stoked on how the song came out, and, and stoked that they actually played it during opening ceremonies. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, what's your question, uh, Noah, to Adam? All right, what's up, seventies dudes? Um, what up? Quick question. Will that uh, Chad Reed song be on Spotify? Um, it will be eventually. Um, I have a I have a whole album coming out in the middle of May. It's gonna it's gonna be called Heat One. Um, it'll eventually be on Spotify, but it probably won't be on Spotify till like June or July. So you're gonna have to okay. wait a little bit longer. Uh, if you want the Chad Reed song, the soonest you can get it is in May when the album drops. So look for Heat okay. One on iTunes in, in in about middle of May. I'd say 12th to 15th. All right, for sure. And, dude, honestly, like, I listen to your music so much in the car, like, my girlfriend knows the lyrics as good as I do now. No, that's awesome. <laughs> good to hear. That's so rad. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks for the support. Yeah, thank you, man. All right. Thanks, Noah. All right. All right, hey, Adam, we got to run here with the Gear Alloy cold call, though. Uh, did you get some Gear Alloy wheels? Did, 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 uh, not yet, but we're working on okay, it. Okay, yeah. Over there are, the guys over there are super awesome. Everybody's been uh Responsive, just taking care of me. It's been a, for the been a great experience. Yeah, exactly. Ranger, ranger. Trying to get some rims for the Ranger, and uh, yeah, Gear Alloy, um, definitely high quality product and uh, high quality service. So they're well, doing a great job, and I appreciate it. Yeah, check them out, people. If you need some wheels for your uh, vehicle to support the guys who support the sport, GearAlloy.com. Uh, thanks, Deuce Deuce. Good, good work on the song. It sounds awesome. Thank you for letting us play it. And uh, yeah, we'll touch base soon, man. 
Heck yeah. Have a good night, guys. And uh, feel better, Steve. Later, David. All right. See you. <laughs> see you. All right, from one uh, rapper to another, uh, Adam Entenap, right on to our, our second guest, third guest, I guess, of the evening, uh, rock star Husqvarna's Zach Osborne. What's up, Zach? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. David Villeman's in studio, by the way. What up, DV? Hey, what's up, man? Former GP competitors. I believe, Zach, you were MX2 when DV went back home for, oh. Uh, yeah, for Bud Racing. Yeah. Yeah. 2009 or 10 DV? 9, 9. Two th- yeah. 2009. Yeah. DV, yeah. DV and Zach Osborne, GP racers. Yeah. Word. GB buddies, bro. Uh, did you guys ever hang out Were or now? Were you no? a world champion, DV? No, I, I never won anything, buddy. It's as, as easy as that. <laughs> Come on. I never won shit. <laughs> DV, DV, does, no, DV doesn't count shit. race wins, I guess, as, as winning anything. Uh, I was thinking that he won... Uh, uh, one twenty-five world championship. No, second. I got second. Second, okay. And then uh, in ninety-nine two fifties, what'd you get? Third. Third. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Who bu- was first and second? Tortelli and Everett. Uh, Bole and uh, Pete Byro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Roost MX Net bringing you Zach Osborne on the show. You Pulp Nation it saves twenty percent. These guys have been in graphic, been in business forever. Forty-eight hour turnaround for your graphics. Seventeen years of service. Custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics. Cycle Trader Rock River team with uh, Tommy Hahn and Colt Nichols uses and Luke Resland use Roost MX. RoostMX.net. Please go, go use Pulp Nation. Save twenty percent on their entire website. They bringing you Zach Osborne. First up, Osborne. Are you sick? Uh, yeah, I'm getting, uh, I'm over it now. I was sick last week and, uh, I'm okay. getting over it, but my voice is still not fully recovered. So, um, off. Hey, first off, Glenn Helen, two stroke race. Yeah. What happened? I got waxed, bro. Bro. Two strokes are weird, man. Two strokes are weird. Man, it was so much weirder than what I had anticipated. Like I was really looking forward to it, and I did. I did enjoy it. The Husky bike is really good, and mm-hmm. um, it's just different, man. Um, it's a lost art. Uh, I feel like a little bit for a reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's tough, man. Uh, and, and to be fair, Mike was really riding well. Like, uh, oh, really it's Glenn. Well. It's Glenn Helen and Michael Lessie, bro. They go together like peanut butter and jam. Yeah, he was really good. Um, so you didn't have much fun. I had fun. Um, the arm pump was immense and, um, (laughs) yeah, that's about all I can say about it. Really. Um, the track was pretty, pretty hard packed. So, um, it was really fast and just kind of wide open, which doesn't really suit me that well. Um, Mm -hmm. I like it, you know, rougher and deeper. So it was okay. It was a good weekend and I'm, I'm glad to have had the opportunity, um, to do it for Husky and, and everyone, so it was fun. I'll probably do it again. Would you Would you do it next time on a 125, or did that matter? Uh, no, I don't think the 125 class was any easier. Um, Surratt and uh, Justin Heft were in that, and they were freaking ripping. So, um, and and the the prize money is a little better in the 250 class. So, mm-hmm. I'll just stay in that. Eleven laps. Don't, don't tell me you go there for the prize money, dude. No, I'm just saying, I, not at all. I just threw that out there. You make hundreds of thousands of dollars racing Supercross, and <laughs> you're gonna go to. Yeah, how, but, how much was for the win? Uh, Two fifty. Uh, twenty-seven fifty or something, I think. Yeah, you have this in the back of your jeans, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, heat race win, another heat race win for you in Santa Clara, and you, you led 11 laps. You were actually surprisingly pretty upbeat in all your interviews, Osborne. I was I was surprised. Tip of the tip of the cap to you for uh, not you know not not going off on people and crushing things and, and everything else because that was close. Yeah, it was close. Um, actually, like even when he passed me both times that he's passed me this year when I've been in the lead, he wasn't really close enough. But he's just really good at just bam, you know. And and um, the track was uh, tight as far as as times went and uh i think he pulled maybe six or eight bike links as soon as we pulled out of that turn into the whoops and then um it never really opened up or got any closer so i didn't really have time to to fire back um Mm -hmm. which bummed me out a little bit but i mean yeah this supercross season um, i know that i'm fourth in the points and whatnot and i've had one dnf but it's been um my most successful one so far of Mm -hmm. my career so i can't be super bummed you know um to get second, lead lead a good handful of laps, and uh, and just being hunt is good um, is better than I've ever been. So I, I right. can't really complain too much. Of course, I want to win um, as much as anything, but uh, at the same time, I have to be thankful for for what I do have. When you said like he got you, he zapped you pretty quick. Like, where did you think he was faster than you at? Was there a section um, or corners or something? A couple well, corners or anything that stood out? I was watching him there for a little while, and it, uh-huh. it seemed to be like about two seconds, pretty steady. Maybe one lap he would be a couple tenths closer. One lap I'd be a couple tenths further away. Um, but it seemed to be pretty pretty steady state. And uh, then I, I caught two lappers going into the, the rhythm lane before the whoops, mm-hmm. and then the turn before the whoops, and then the whoops. And uh, I feel like that just chewed all of it, like, in in two sections, you know, so um, e- even when I caught them, that was like the lap before he passed me. I felt really good about winning the race, uh, and um, yeah, like I said, it just uh, chewed up my lead, and um, he went straight by. It uh, yeah, it's got to be got to be frustrating, but yeah, you're looking on the positive side, so that's all good. I like that part of it, you know. Let's face it, Osborne, that track blew though. Man, I I don't know. I I kind of disagree because honestly, they did what they could. The dirt was the dirt is sketchy there, like yeah, really really sketchy. Mm-hmm. And I think if you build something, last year they built a really technical track. There were a lot of people that crashed, and in my opinion, it was all due to dirt. And um, this year, I I feel like it was safer. And uh, yeah, it was a little short, but at the same time. I feel like it needs to be a little bit dumbed down because it's it's just the dirt is so sketchy. Why do you think that? Why do you? Yeah, just because of the dirt. Why do I think. Well, just like Ma- mainly just the dirt. Sketchy yeah, dirt it, it should should make it really easy funky, track. and uh, it it gets just those like really weird little grooves that will right. send you left or right, you know, off a of face. I, I had a huge crash. You did in practice. Yeah, um, I got really lucky. I, I cross-rotted off the face of the triple after the finish line and uh, landed, like, sort of in between lanes, and it was really soft, and I just went over the bars uh, and landed on the tough blocks, luckily, or it could have been really bad. We can hear that spitting. Of, in, in, uh, sorry, bro. Okay. All right. The track's the same for everyone, but, Steve. Uh, I know. I know. Um, Denji one, Web one. It's not like if the track blew, then Nicoletti would have won. 
He wasn't. I, I I don't think the track blew. I thought I actually really liked it. The truck is a truck. Yeah, the truck. Yeah, yeah good it, flow. It you matter. cannot you cannot do like a, a different rhythm or whatever. You just have to work your speed, roll your corners. But it's yeah, been like me, this all year. That, that's what I would call a, a racer's track. You know, oftentimes when when the tracks are a little bit more basic like that, uh, it's it's sort of like it's all about hitting your marks. You know, if you can go out there and do, you know, this weekend it would have been probably 44.5 or 44.6. If you can go out there and do 15 44.6s, you're going to win the race. But it's hard to do that, you know. So it's it's more about consistency and and like technique and all the little things that we practice during the week rather than trying to send some huge quad or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that a couple times a year. What do you think, DV? You know what? Um, I don't support people saying the truck sucks. Truck sucks. Yeah, I, I'm by the, no means the, saying the, the truck The truck is the same for everybody. You have to find, uh, you know, uh, the answers with your riding style, with your setup. And, right. you know, and the truck's the same. And you, you have to, on this truck, there was nothing to do, really. You had to do that... Uh, that we are dragons back pretty fast and you have to roll your turn and uh you know be easy on the throttle because he was kind of slick at some part and you know shift up in the wolves and just just go balls out in the wolves because they were kind of um easy and that yeah. was it really you, you just have to find the solutions you know and yeah it just didn't uh, make for good racing from a from a spectator point of view there just wasn't much going on out there Yeah, but, I mean, how often is there much going on at the end of the main event? Well, just, well, I'm talking about throughout the whole thing. You know, the 250, you know? the 250 race was good. Yeah. You know, obviously, Zach did not really like it because right. he was leading for most part. But, you know, Webb came through the pack. He could pass a lot of guys. So that means the track uh, was able to mm -hmm. able him to, to pass people. Uh, the 250 race was good. I thought it was good. Those two guys were all in house. You know, like, Denji, you know, was stronger, a little longer than Roxanne. But basically, the best one, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, yeah. in both mm -hmm. classes. You know, what, what else you yeah, want? Yeah, that's right. It, and it, then when you see Roxanne like and... That, uh, you know, always. When you see Roxanne and Denji, uh, you know, they gapped everybody. They were on a, another level. You know, they found the solution to go fast on that track. But, exactly. You know, I don't think, you know, you should stop with the track excuses, Steve. You know, there's... It's not an excuse. I'm not, it doesn't it, matter. It's not excuse. Even if they do, if they do a fucking race on a Walmart parking lot, the best guy is going to win. I'm not... I, I didn't say it wouldn't. I'm not it agreeing. The track I'm, is, uh, is I'm not, not... I'm not giving any... I'm not saying anything other than the track blue. I'm not giving it a reason... For anything, for Zach losing, for Zach winning, for anything. I'm saying from an excitement point of view, that race at Santa Clara was one of the more boring races I've ever seen in person. And I've been to a lot of these mm. things. And there was nothing really going on out there because of the track that where everybody was going. When, when, now, when, guys, you, when guys are going to be good. Right now that if, if the dirt had been good, that track would have been pretty okay. gnarly well, because 
you would have gone triple, triple after the well, if, dragon if, back thing. Yes. If I had a money tree in my backyard, I would be loaded. If I, if I get it, uh, it it's saying. not this. You know, I think you, you just have to deal with it. F you, dude. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. 100%. The guy that wins and all the trophy and gets the hundred grand check never complain about the truck. I know, and, and that's fine, DV. I get it. I'm saying I want to be entertained. I was not entertained in Santa Clara, except for when I dropped the gate on the wiener dog race, Osborne. How awesome was yeah, that? Yeah, whatever. How awesome was that? Th that was super exciting. It was? Yeah. No, believe me. Fans got their money's worth Kind of like that. watching paint dry, but yeah, that's cool. Or grass grow. <laughs> yeah, or grass Either way. Or, you... or DV's Instagram about wine and Pictures of his pool. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, DV's very excited about Coachella right now. That's all he wants to talk about is Coachella concert. Blah, blah, blah. I don't see DV as a Coachella type of guy, but cool. No, he's into it. What about this, um, DV? Zach Osborne says, Red Hot Chili Peppers are the best band in the 1990s. Confirm or deny? It's like saying uh, Van Halen is the best of the 80s. I, I'd go All with right, that. So who, no, who's it's your not. 90s band then? 90s? Yeah. Come on. I th 90s? Red or cheaper first? No. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Shut up. Come on. Nirvana can't hold a candle, dude. <laughs> Come on. That, you know, they, they, Nirvana was a music revolution. They put the air band in the fucking closet. You know? Mm. Seriously. That's, that was a Nirvana, the Seattle uh, invasion. Nirvana, some kind of program. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains is better than Red or Chili Peppers. Oh, give it away, way. give it away, give it away now. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. No, and, then, and then Red or Chili Peppers sold out and did some crappy shit. With Californication, Californication, all the, the side. Do you want the the album is is horrible. It's pop rock. It's 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 not good. No way. We're gonna agree to disagree. Okay. Um, I think Pearl Jam or Van Halen, one of the two. Pearl no. Jam's good. Pearl Jam, <clears throat> come on. You don't think Nirvana revolutionized? Ah, I just it wasn't in Nirvana. But. They put Me the either. they put the air band uh, back they, in they the did. closet. They did. Well, all of them did. Not Pearl, just Nirvana, but yeah. But those three bands, those three yeah, Seattle I know, bands. I know, yeah, I know, I know. I'm with you. Um, and you know what? The best of the '90s is my favorite band. Period. Is Radiohead. 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 Huh. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Radio, bro. Um, That's why you're from France. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah. We know, we know yeah, that yeah. goes for sure. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Got a question for Zach Osborne. We got him for a little while longer. Pulp Nation saves you twenty percent at RoostMX.net. Quick forty eight hour turnaround. Custom stuff uh, available, as well as a whole entire section of Pulp MX uh, graphics, Pulp MX swag. So we thank those guys at RoostMX for. Uh, Making it happen for us. So you're back. Uh, got some time off now again, Osborne, until Vegas. Do you like the uh, 250 East-West uh, point scoring thing? you like that? For Vegas? Yeah. If I were in a championship situation, I would not be stoked on it. But right now, I don't really care. Why, why do you say that? Why would, would we make the series easy for you guys? 
They used to have races I like think Vegas this year. Series should be the whole the whole series. I mean, at some point in in its life, the lights class was definitely a feeder class. But at this point, with the money that that is in it and the teams that are in it, it's not a feeder class anymore. It's not because there's too much money. Exactly. We should do we should do all seventeen rounds. No, no, because then it's not a stepping stone anymore. Because the guys that can't travel have no money, privateer. You're gonna kill the privateer. You're gonna have 20 guys or 30 guys doing. Only the with the big teams gonna do everything. The guy with his dad and a, a Ford Econoline from 1995, he won't be able to do the full series. No, you you need to mm. have a, you need to have East West, but. I think they need to go back to the 90s where they had a East-West shootout maybe four or five times a year in the middle of the, the yeah. country. I'm, Minneapolis, yeah. Houston, Dallas. I'm for that. Remember that? Yeah, I think that that, that, that would be good. It needs, yeah. it needs a little flare-up. I mean, it needs something. Yeah. Yeah, the, the original intent of the series is broken. It's, it's long gone, long yeah. before that. Uh, question here. John, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. What's your question for Zach Osborne? Uh, it's kind of it's either Zach or uh, or DV can answer. Question is, why are the streets of Paris lined with trees? Uh, DV would have to answer that. Well, can can you? Answer. I was reading. I was reading my phone. Sorry, I didn't. Know I, I didn't. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you. Why Why are the streets of Paris lined with trees? Uh, that's a good question. Because the Germans like to march in the sh- All right, thanks. Thanks for calling in. That's great. It's awesome. <laughs> see you at, uh, see you at Yuck Yucks Wednesday night. Um, Did you 86 him? Yeah. Nice. Whatever. Because the German one like to walk in the shade or what was uh, it? What was, was that it? I don't know. Whatever the punchline. I'm sure you've heard the joke before. You've no, heard I, never, I, oh. I never heard that one. Because you've heard most most of those no, jokes. The only right? joke I, I, I know is the white flag. White flag, right. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that one right, right. a million times. Um, hey, thanks for not blocking me, by the way, Osborne, on Instagram, like your teammate Anderson, Jason Anderson. Thank you. Why did he block you? Why did I block you? Um, I've, I heard from someone that Bobby Hewitt ordered all the team riders to block me, and that's why Anderson did that. I didn't get that memo, and I haven't heard him say that, so I don't, I don't um, know. So strangely enough, though, Marty and Kristoff and Zach have not not done that, just Jason. So, which makes me kind of think that... He's following Alders. It makes me f- kind of feel like maybe it's not exactly the truth. I'm just saying. Mm. Just putting it out there. Um, so I appreciate it. That you're, you're, not, you're not following that, uh, that tone. What did you say on Instagram? I didn't say anything. Did I don't you, know. you had to comment something. Uh, no, no, no. I just think Anderson doesn't like me for whatever reason. I probably third or fourth T-bone last year when I said, "Wow, he's really T-boning the shit out of dudes." He probably blocked me at some point. He's racing. We 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 love those guys. Did you did you like Ma- Matchesevich? Did, did you like Bradshaw? Bradshaw, yeah, Bradshaw's awesome. Did you like Bogle? Just let him Dungey go by. Oh, here, I don't. Here he goes. He's I don't talking about this again. I don't. I rather I, I rather see him like. You know, pun him out of the track. That's good racing. Are you guys watching this college basketball game? No. No, who cares? What? Is it? TV's a basketball. He likes NBA. I don't give a shit about college. Clippers, bro. Um, yeah, we, we're watching the. We're watching opening day. Angel opening day, buddy. TV's starting the. I'd rather watch that than this. I don't care about college. Most of them is going to f- finish broke. 
and uh, washing call somewhere. I don't care. Come on. Um, so are the pros. Hey, are you <laughs> are you signed up for that team next year, Zach? Uh, we're working on it right now. Okay. Hopefully it'll do you, be done this week. Yeah, do you anticipate staying with them then? Yeah, I love it where I'm at. It's um, Two-year deal? great program. We have a super good group, and I don't really plan on going anywhere. Hey, hey, did you get uh, chainsaws or leaf blowers for free? No, no. Can't say that I do. Just put it on your contract. Next one. Yeah. Well, my neighbor mows my yard, so I don't really need it. Do you pay him? Yeah. Is he Mexican? No. White. Oh, he has to be expensive. No, man. Supercross tickets. Uh, yeah, there's some jerseys or something here and there. Some goggles. No, tight, man. Some dragon goggles. Uh, all right. Hey, Osborne, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Good time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And um, good luck. Enjoy this, the perspective. Uh, look, who I, else I, is on after me? Uh, Skip Norfolk. And I missed too, right? I tried to. I tried to uh, listen, but I was too late. You yeah, can go to iTunes tomorrow, buddy. Yep, exactly, buddy. You can go to, go check Stu. Go 30 minutes into the show when Stu comes on so you don't listen to, to DV and I. What did he have to say? He said he went back to the Spring Forks, and it was a huge, huge thing. He mentioned that about 14 times. Hmm. He might go back he to the two-stroke, too. Weekend, like, uh, <laughs> he wrote better. Don't do that. Yeah. No, don't, well, MX I actually saw a picture that um, I think Tony Blazier posted today of uh, today or yesterday about uh, when James jumped on Ricky. Yeah, Unadilla. Unadilla. Yeah. And uh, said that he took a knife to a gunfight, and and that's so true. Like, I never really realized how uh, down he was until last weekend, obviously, racing the two-stroke thing. I was just trying to imagine how much slower but I'd be. You can't, you know, you, yeah. Zach, you can't compare a piece of crap 2005 RMZ 450 and a KX 250 in 05. You can't you can't compare from now in 2016, like what you race and what four stroke were back in the day. Back in the day, they were tanks. They couldn't turn. They sucked. They, they the power was bad. You know, you gotta you can't really compare 11 years of four stroke development and 11 years of no two-stroke development. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I understand. But still, <laughs> no, he was at a disadvantage. Remember back in the day, uh, Baba used to be sometimes outdoors on the, on his 125. He was faster than Ricky on his 250. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's a bad dude. Yeah, the um, the uh, the crash at Unadilla there where, where James did that, it was kind of funny because you, you could see – James, at, before the crash, James was doing that line, and he was coming on the left, breaking a bit early, and jumping to the right. And Ricky knew that, and he was getting closer. So Ricky, like, checked up to go to the right to take James's line away from him, but James was already committed, and that's when he landed yeah, on but, it like that. But, but Ricky couldn't jump because he was too tight. He had yeah, to yeah. roll the, yeah, the no, step Rick, down already. Ricky drifted to the left, and, and James went to the right. And then that one time, Ricky was like, okay, I'm going to block this line while James was already committed. And you could see it coming. Like, you were like, okay, he's going to try this again and again and he again. He was probably trying to get out of the roost because that was oh, – that, that's like one of the worst straightaways in motocross for roost right Yeah, there. Yeah, no, you're right about that. So, All right, buddy. Well, thank you for coming on. appreciate it. Uh, you'll get one of these wins, dude. You'll get one. I promise. Yeah, I'm not worried. Uh, just stay the course and – yeah. 
believe in the process. All right. Thanks, Zacho. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay, uh, Zach Osman, everybody, Rockstar Energy Husky rider. But How many? 45 races? 30, no, 30, 40, uh, 38 uh, now, probably. I, I, I thought on TV they say 45 or 46. No, I don't think so. How many Davos? How many races Davos? 74? 71? 74. 74 races? All right, let's get to our, our next guest, our regular regular on the show, uh, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's happening? Flyracing.com is what's happening. What's going on with that? Uh, yeah, got some, got a couple things on there. What's new, what's coming up? Anything else? Uh, well, I mean, you know, our sixteen and a half or whatever that came out a month ago is kind of the yeah. biggest deal right now. Um, but there's always new things. We got a couple of things in the pipeline right now that will launch in the next thirty days. So wow, so um, Vegas there's always something. Vegas Supercross 2017 gear. Uh no, seventeen stuff will be won't be till August. Wow. Will can you bust out Jessamine's fly jersey from Vegas to be worn by Trey Kennard this year? Two thousand three. Will you break it out of that case? The gold, gold one. Gold yeah, one? the gold one. Two thousand three. That that should that thing should stay where it's at. That's my. I'll just leave it there. Hey, yeah. hey, do you know that was my idea? It should stay where it's at, DV. Yeah, that was actually my idea. You can ask uh, Alan Picard. I don't think I would tell everybody that. Yeah, he was. I said, <laughs> you know, Jessman is, you know, it's a, your first championship. Put him in gold. And then they came up with that. I liked yeah. it. It was cool. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Okay. All right, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Terror. It, it was so let's, good that 13 years later... You're talking about it. Uh, yeah, good point, DV. Good point. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand goggles. With some rapid-fire. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles. The choice of champions everywhere. EKSBrand.com. Use code PulpMX16 to save yourself uh, 30% at XBrand.com. Uh, great, terrific product. They got grips. They have uh, sombreros. They got goggles. Matt Bichelia running the X Brands. Freddie Norn running the X Brands, uh, among other guys. Uh, lots of guys um, running them. Best goggle out there, bro. Uh, all right, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser, who was almost the wiener this weekend in the Wiener Schnitzel contest. He had the wiener suit on at one point and uh, was supposed to perhaps get a chance to be down on the floor with me when I dropped the gate. But Corey Moser was uh, viewed as unstable, too unstable to be in the Wiener costume. So um, probably probably understandable. Yeah. All right. Let's go. All right, DV. We'll start with you. Who deserves more blame, the track designers or the track builders? Aren't they the same? I don't know. Yeah, they, they are. They're the same. So we talked about it before. The track has nothing to do with it. It's how you adapt and uh, get ready for it. It's the same for everyone. Steve, highlight and low light of spending the weekend with Moser. Uh, the highlight was Moser's. Uh, he's just his dogged determination to get post race podcast. I hadn't seen that for a long time, huh, JT? Like, you know, we had we've had yeah. a couple, we had a couple well, I, couple guys go out. I think out. he was uh, he was bound and determined to show up Swiss. So I think that was all I cared about. Yeah, he was great. He was great. The low light for me was probably uh well he was going to the concessions to get beer a lot of beer and i said get me some popcorn and he never did until 
the the lights until the 250 main event had just started. I finally got some popcorn. So that was a low light. All right, JT. If Roxon had started with the lead, do you think Dungey still would have won? That's an interesting question. I think if uh, if Dungey was right behind him, I think it's 50-50. Because I think they were pretty close to the same. So uh, I, I don't think it was a lock by any means. Um, yeah, I, I would say 50-50 if he was up there. 18 seconds. Good job. Right, DV. Do you still think Marvin would have been better off if he hadn't re-signed with KTM? No, I think it's a good fit now. I think they have a good bike. Um, I th- with Marvin, it, it, he signs his deal so early. He signed his deal in GPs to race in the U.S. in April or March. Same thing when he signed again with KTM. I guess he likes being there. But you have to check your options first before you sign. All right. All right, Steve, if you got another pet and it wasn't a dog, what would it be? Um, uh, a potbelly pig. <laughs> what? No, that's good. Thinking outside the box, I like that. Yeah. Uh, JT, come up with a future headline for Indy. Uh, I would, I'll decline. <laughs> you can't. I, I love the future headlines section. This is America. DV loves it. Your home country, but DV loves the future headlines. We have we we have the right to choose. Was it the future second news headline or something? Yeah, Was it that? yeah. And DV likes it. That's right. fine. All right, I'm, I'm fine with that. I just refu- I am exercising my right to not choose a future headline. Right. Okay. <laughs> or JT does not make a future headline. <laughs> All right, DV. Uh, which 250F team runs the best program? Do you think? Ah, uh, you gotta you gotta go with uh, Geico these days. I think. I think it's the last few years. You know, they've been pretty solid. <laughs> All right, Steve. All right. Who do you think would make a great AMA official at establishing and establishing and enforcing the rules? Um. Tony Alessi. <laughs> Tony Alessi. I'd like to see some sort of like uh I'd like to see some sort of like advisory board of like Peyton, DeCoster, some other team managers slash team owners, and nothing no no kind of penalty gets decided without those guys you know, uh, involved and talking you know, like about in, it. Uh, what they do in um in GPs, there's a jury. No, yeah, yeah. A jury yeah, meeting yeah. with uh, delegates yeah. from uh, each country's they go to the race, and after the after the race, they meet. They talk about what happened, and they decide. You know, um, so that would have happened with the Denji thing. Right. I think that 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 penalty was ridiculous, uh, but um, you know, I think it's not one guy that should or two guys that should say, "Oh, let's go." Yeah, I agree. All right, JT. Last one. Who has the nicest semi and or setup in the pits? Uh, it would be one of the guys with the new trucks, Geico or Honda or I think KTM maybe has a new one. One of the, uh, there's a few teams that have brand new trucks, uh, so it'd be one of those. I know Geico maybe is two years old now, but uh, one of those, one of the new trucks that have the t- two slide outs on each side. I haven't spent any time in a KTM truck, but everything else I've been in, and Geico's pretty nice. 
Guy yeah. pretty nice truck for sure. All the brand new ones are ridiculously nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double double pull out, double slider pull out. Is that the main thing? Is like the double slides that make the biggest difference, or is there other stuff too? Um, no, that's it. That's a that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the, they keep. They, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say they keep modernizing things, but it's having that much room. I mean, it's incredible. Is it's a double slide in the lounge area? No, no, downstairs. Oh yeah, yeah, and then one in the lounge. Or sometimes two in the lounge. There's two on each side, I think. So, so all the cabinets are on the slide and they yep. go out? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'd say those guys. I agree, JT. So. Right. Xbrandgoggles.com, everybody. Check them out. Goggle choice of champions everywhere. Do you hear me, JT? Champions everywhere. They choose Xbrand. Uh, name me some. Jessica Patterson. Won the WMX title like three years ago with X Brands. Okay. Anybody who uh, X Brand in GPs? Uh, Kendra Diker was out right now. That's it? Yeah. Um, and they used to have, uh, or we used to have uh, Stribos for a little bit, but it's running Oakley now. Uh, when's the GPs pick back up? Are they, ba- are they back this weekend? No idea. Oh. Yeah, they're in Argentina this weekend. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, Argentina, Mexico, right? That's the. Congratulations to Hurlings on his 50th uh, Grand Prix win. That's awesome. Real great. Super pumped. What, what did you always... Hurlings hater. hater. I'm congratulating him. It's awesome. Congratulations. We're super all, all super happy for you. Yeah. It's like if Tommy Hanna did really well last week, and you're congratulating him also. I'm just saying. I know everything. Um, JT, what do, you, um, what do you know about Millsaps going to Canada? Uh, the last I heard it was a possibility, but nothing was, nothing was done or anything. They were kind of weighing options. So, yeah. Um, I think it was, it's on the table for sure. That That's a fact that it's on the table. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, there's a lot of things that have to be sorted before it happens. JSR is telling some team sponsors, like it's 95% done, quote unquote, 95%. Well, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's percentages are in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, surprising. You could be 95% sure it's going to happen, and Millsaps could be like 50 50. And then, yeah, uh, teams down here trying to sign are like, no way, he ain't going. You know, so I, who knows? I mean, that's such a random number to say that it's that close. Do you think he does outdoors in America for a different team than BTO? He wouldn't, right? No. No, I no. think it's either Canada or nothing. Right, right. Now, Canada or Havasu. Yeah, I talked to Davey about it, and he kind of denied that it was going to happen, which I'm, which left me more confused than ever. So, right, and that's that's kind of why I'm saying like the the 95 percent is kind of hogwash a little bit because I just know that there's a lot of details that are not done, and to say 95 percent is I think a bit misleading, and mm-hmm. and maybe it had, does happen. I think it would be awesome if it happens, but. I'm surprised he'd want. Why would he want to do that? Would it just be money? Just be a nice money deal for ten races? Um, I think uh, you said they make a, some, a lot of money there. I, from you always say that the powers that be um, really want K, a KTM to win in Canada. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily KTM Canada that's pulling the strings on this thing. It's a bit higher than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they may have you know some money to play with as far as getting him up there and uh, taking some of the burden off of, you know, JSR and those guys. I don't think he can win. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I right. mean, it's, Who's it's there? Not easy. Right. I, I can promise you that. I've been there. It's uh, not easy. Gurky, so. Metcalf, the eight hundred. Uh, uh, Mike is going back yeah, again. Yeah, riding for Cowie, riding for a Cowie team. Fasciati. Is Tony yeah, those guys, just, just the four you named right there, I think, you know, obviously David Millsaps is the class of those names, but those yep. guys know exactly what they're getting into, and they know those tracks already. Mm. Exactly, right? Exactly. Is that yeah. a one-day I mean, format? Yeah. Yeah, like David's two? only finished one one outdoor championship in his career. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's a big, I mean, yeah, is David the best rider on that list? Of course, but... Anyone who thinks the foregone conclusion that he would go win is, is I think, yeah, a bit optimistic. But if he has money to make, I don't think he makes that much money at BTO, right? I don't think so. Was no. it like a bonus? Or zero. Yeah. It's a bonus, bonus only or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You gotta eat sometimes. Somehow. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I'm surprised though. Why not do American Outdoors though for BTO? You know. I well, guess. I don't maybe. think there's any budget. I mean, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the problem. I don't think KTM, as a global brand, has a ton of value. Sees a ton of value in baby racing outdoors in America. Um, but, but if but outdoors know, in Canada, go to sure. Canada yeah. yeah, that's that's a different deal. Uh, Kevin Benoit is on four for these two, so he'll, that would be his teammate on KTM Canada. It'd be Millsaps and Benoit. Benoit. Benoit with uh, Cole Thompson riding two for these. So. Uh, JT, we had we had Stewie on the show earlier. He uh, credits a lot of uh, sort of his enthusiasm, his uh, his you know speed back, having some speed back last week. He switched to Spring Forks. He mentioned it a whole bunch. He really really happy with his bike, and they were struggling. And and uh, he credited Spring Forks. He thinks he can you know build from here. Yeah, I don't. You know, the more I hear about people testing with the Air Fork, the more. I think the spring fork is just overall the, the way to go. I mean, I've talked to so many people and just been a fly on the wall with so many conversations, and I just don't see enough upside with the air fork. I just think that the spring fork is, is tried and true, and um, I think in, in most situations it has an advantage as far as especially with front-end traction and, and getting the front end to settle. I just, you know, I haven't tested with the Air Fork myself personally because I was kind of before that era, you know, the Air Fork coming out. But I just I just see everyone going back to Spring Fork and being happier for some reason. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, Count James as much as the same way as many times as he mentioned it and everything else. So, I think especially yeah. with, the, with the older generation that's been on a Spring Fork their whole life, mm-hmm. I think those guys, they just know what to expect, and that, that breeds confidence, you know. I think maybe moving forward, if the Air Force thing, Air Force thing sticks around, these guys that move up and all they know is an Air Force, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just what the new normal. But right. uh, the old guard, I think, tends to want to go back to that you know tried and true deal. Right. DV, what did you think of the race when they talked about the flat tires and how they picked up rocks and you you'd been pretty vocal about tires and we've talked and you made some good points and we put you in you know we put it in pulp mex column and everything else um we didn't have any flats this weekend i'm not sure i entirely trust the tire guys to tell me what happened I, you know i raced uh any races over 130 i never got a flat in supercross yeah i never ran 11 psi either right 
I never rode with a thin, light thin tire in Supercross either. Mm -hmm. Did any, any tire guys ever talk to you or anybody reach out to you after that column? <clears throat> no. No? Reach out for, to say what? I don't know. If you saw somebody at the track, if you went to the track, or you went to a deal, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I just, you know what? I just have to watch TV and look at pictures online, and I I can, I know exactly. When you see people uh, racing on the rim, at one point, you're going to get a flat. Right. Yeah. Well, it's going to happen. I In, in, um, in Toronto, there was a huge... Uh, uh, concrete in the sand and, and Oldenburg hit it and then and, and said told his guys on the uh, right away that that's where I did it so pretty interesting um, they're gonna have to figure out tires seriously at one point they're gonna don't don't they know what they're doing it's not working everybody's complaining I don't know what do you, what do you hear JT from some guys here around the BTO truck to run Pirelli uh, just on getting flats or tires in general? Tires in general. Uh, I, I mean, I think, you know, guys are pretty happy. You know, I know Pirelli is, um, still, you know, they're still trying to expand their, their baseline on Supercross. So they're, they're working hard, you know, which has been going ongoing for years. You know, Stu was running them, you know, back, uh, a few years ago, even with JGR. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't hear many complaints. I know I ran Pirelli my last year, and, um, you know, we sell them at WPS, so I still have a, you know, open line of communication with those guys, and I, I hear good things. You know, I, th I think uh, Supercross is where their emphasis is because they're outdoor, you know, they're, they have a ton of background, and, and I think, I honestly think they have the best outdoor tires on earth uh, for, for racing. Um, I think their GP experience has given them a huge step forward with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Supercross, they've come around in the last few years. You know, if you if you watch the start, um, you know, you see Pirelli's at the front. I think their straight line acceleration is, is some of the best stuff out there. So, uh, I, 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 you know, back to your question, I don't hear much complaining. So it must be pretty good. I think, I think uh, too many people think... Uh, adult tire and a supercross tire has to be so different. I don't think that that's the case. Uh, you know, yeah, I think the front. I think the front has to be different, but um, the rear. I don't think it matters too much. But the front just packs up, and if you run a supercross tire in outdoors, it, it packs up pretty quick, and you just are all over the place. But um. Yeah, no interesting stuff. Uh, what else, uh, JT, from Santa Clara that uh, caught your eye? Uh, I, You know, I hate when they keep knocking the whoops down. I just hate that. I think it takes away from the level of difficulty so much. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like practice doesn't even matter. You know, for obviously Moose Gann was hurt, but in practice he was nowhere near the pace before he crashed because of the whoops. And and I watched a, uh, somebody's dartfish software with him, his lap, and it was just not even close with him and the whoops. Um, and had he been healthy, he would have been fine because the whoops at night were a joke. Back in the days, back in all days, JT, they never rolled the whoops before the. No, never. Well, they no. say they say they roll them because it's it's they don't have time to fix them. It takes too long to fix a setup, a pad of whoops, and but they never touched it. They, it was I, I, rutted. It I, was shitty. 
look right. at the when we raced yeah. uh, 15 years ago or 10 years ago they never rolled them yeah they never went back into it they left it the way it is and they used to put a bells in practice so we would uh not make only right. one line which yep. they don't do anymore and then during the race there was like a a shitty groove in the middle and then if you wanted to you know that was it if you look at the youtube videos mm -hmm. in the e race the woofs were crappy now the woofs they're, they're rollers they're like go wide open as far as you can and you're fine what do you think of that jt saying you know saying they don't have time to fix them and so that's why they roll them well I, that's and that's fine if you don't have time to fix them i would suggest not touching them because what they do when they roll them is destroy them. They turn them, they turn it into, you know, just a freeway right. every time, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that's their fault, but you have to know that going in, that if you're going to go about it the way you're going about it, then the woods are just going to go away. So I personally think that takes away from the racing and this is the highest level of racing we have. So if you're, if you're doing it because the woods are too tough and I think that's, that's sad because, these guys are incredibly capable, so you know, make the tracks tough. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. There, there is nothing higher. It's not like we're. This isn't a feeder series for anything, you know. Right. So, give us something difficult. Let Let's see who has the the ability to to do it right and do it fast. Well, that's and, it. Oh, go ahead, D. And you know, if they don't touch it, they're gonna be low at one point with like a big rut. If everybody goes to the same spot. And then you can change your technique. You can jump on them. You know, back in the day, it was like real whoops at the beginning. And then by the time the uh, the main event came, you would maybe jump in them. You know, right. that happened yeah, yeah. so many times. Right. You know, like in practice, you had to go through them and, and skim them. And then sometimes in the main event, you had to, you know, up in it, like jump as far as you could and then yeah. find something else to do in, in right. But now it's like it's a joke. I don't like it. Um, that takes me to my next point too. Is like these guys in the races, DV. They skip the whoops in the mains in the heat races. There's racers that just ride beside the whoops when they are getting lapped or when they're near the end of the race or whatever. This happens all the time. They just go off the track. Yeah. Why? They don't want to ride the whoops. They cannot ride the whoops. They don't. They they just yeah. I saw them in Anaheim. What Anaheim two when they were big. Yeah. Some of in practice everybody was going around almost. Well, I saw that. But. I'm okay in practice. That's one thing. But I mean, good God, JT, you should never be able to go around the whoops ever, ever, ever without getting a black flag. You're done. That's it. You're done. Can't go. Can't do it. Yet. Yeah, I mean, I, or if you're not getting the black flag, you're just automatically disqualified. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you, you go around, you're done. You know, right? Yeah. If you keep going around the track or not? That's up to you. But you're but, you get zero points, zero everything. JT in heat races, guys are doing this. Heat races. Oh, I know it's ridiculous. I'm I'm on your team on that. I just I hate it. I hate it. You're talking to someone who whoops were my biggest fear in life. I wake up in a cold sweat thinking about whoops, but I never thought about going around them. You know, I, that never crossed my mind once ever in my life of racing was going around them. Kyle White. Suck yeah, it up. Yeah. Kyle, it up White, deal with it. Kyle White came up to me and said, you know, oh, you blew me out on my uh, on my Twitter on uh, at Detroit. And it was actually Swiss Corps who was doing it because um, Kyle was going around the whoops. He goes, I just didn't want to crash into and take anybody out. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to cause any problems. So, And I'm like, I said, can't you just jump through them? And he didn't really have much of a response back. He's a really nice guy. He was, we had a good chat. Um, and I hate to be a dick, but 
go through the whoops. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta deal with it. I mean, just, you can't keep you know, skipping them. Well, it comes back to you know a conversation I've had many times and I've written about many times. There's a race line around the track, and if you're good enough to make a main event, you know where the race line is. Um, so stay out of the race line. Just as long as you stay out of the race line, nothing bad's going to happen. So that's it. Just yeah. go out of the go out of the race line in the whoops and do what you got to do. But come on, man, you're qualifying for a main event. This is the highest you know highest level we have, and you're in there with you're out there with Ryan Dungey in the main event. Like, just do what you got to do. If, even if you're slow, that's fine. But keep going. How are the officials also too just letting this happen all the time? No problems. Go around them, everybody. In heats and semis and mains, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Like, how are you a professional motocross racer and you're cutting the track and this is just but fine? These guys, are, these, these guys are good enough to go through. They just went through in a qualifier and, like, obviously got, you know, in a top four position in the last chance or whatever. It's not like they don't know how to hit them. And I, I understand, you know, Kyle White, and he's obviously, you know, really, really nice about it. But at the same time, man, just you, you're never going to get better unless you – get better at that situation you know i know you're not trying to screw other people's races up but you got to go you're in your own race too yeah i, I so, don't get it and, and, I, don't, and I don't like it you and, know and if you go around them you know you should be disqualified so yeah, i just think they you know i don't know the what they have to do to fix this basically someone needs to be standing on the side of the track and like okay well you're just stop right here then if you're gonna go around me just stop right here we'll just yeah. wait till the race is over and you yeah, can go you you're know? done and, I mean, in practice, yeah. I get it. Okay, all right, fine. I'll let that go in practice, although I, I could make a stink about that too. But I just I don't understand it. it. It gets me going every weekend where I'm just like, I can't believe you guys are professionals. Can't be prof- you know, like, so if you stop in the track in practice, you lose your best lap. Yeah. If you stop at all. So yeah. how is that not, you know, losing your best lap worthy? Like, I don't understand that part of it. Yeah, I don't you know. know. Basically, they're go- they're going off the track and riding around and coming back on. That's no different than stopping. I know. To me, I don't, I don't right. know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm gonna talk to. I'm trying to talk to one of the officials and say, well, like, what are you guys doing? Like, pull these guys off. That's all. I mean, I know that I know what they're feeling because I I sucked in the whoops, but I just you just deal with it, you know? Like, yeah, jump you through. Got to go just do what we got to do. Jump through them. You'll be all right. You'll survive. You can do that for twenty. Yep. You know, no one's asking you to friggin' MC two thousand whoops blitz them every 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 lap around. So, all right, uh, James Stewart, Skip Norfolk, Jack Osborne on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing tonight, and uh, we appreciate it. All right, JT, thank you, man. Thanks for uh, for coming on, and um, Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, the BTO Sports VIP program still going on. Still going yeah, strong? Yeah, we're uh yeah, it's going on. We're obviously doing outdoors too, but man, we're getting close to wrapping the supercross thing up, so getting yeah. uh getting I guess it's kinda of sad to say we're excited that the season's winding down, but it's a grind, you know. It's whatever we do, like seventeen rounds with one break. It's oh, it's it a is. long season. So oh, I think everybody, the racers included, are are looking forward to um finishing this thing off. I agree. I agree. Five more left. Actually, stay on the line here. We'll do the NFAB uh, um, question of the day. We'll do that um, yeah. right now because Travis has got that. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Big sponsors of the JGR team, of course. Jeep, truck, your SUV parts. They've got them. I've got a set of steps on my ridge line. I've never been happier than uh, than having NFAB. N-Fab.com. Um, 
Great, guys. And this is the question of the day come up uh, by Travis, our producer. What is Ryan Dundee's biggest weakness? Whoa, just drop that on us. That's in, that's a good one. Good job. That came within the last um, 10 seconds because I forgot that I was supposed to do that. But I did it. Uh, Yay. I would say it used to be whoops, but seems to got that figured out. DV, what do you think? Ryan Dungey's biggest weakness. Um, I think one-on-one. Like one, um, racing closely with someone. Okay. JT? Uh, I would say he doesn't really have one anymore. He used to be really, really poor in the first five laps, and he's he's fixed it. He's he doesn't have that weakness anymore. So I think he's by far the best we've ever seen him. I don't I don't see any glaring weaknesses anymore. And I think Alden has done everything he can do to eliminate weaknesses from his game. Um. Yeah. Probably. What do you think, DV? All right. I mean, I just want to. In the past, we've seen it. Um, Vito Poto beat him yep. all the time, being very aggressive towards Dungey, always right. being rough. Mm-hmm. You know, and since Vito Poto is gone and Jun- Dungey's taking over, nobody is uh, roughing him up. Nobody's being rough, like you know, uh, like Vito Poto was. Right. So they try to. Try to though, like he he bumped Bogle right out of the way this weekend. I don't. I just think he's. Yeah, but we're not talking about Bogle. We're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. You're talking about like elite guys. Like a, like a, a a title container, like a Roxanne. Right, yeah. uh, you know, somebody. Right. You know, we haven't seen um, Anderson on a good day being with Dungey and trying to. You know, um, I like to see Anderson race against Dungey like he does with Silly. I want to see how that I works. I don't think he will, though. I don't think he will. Like they're, you know, they're practice buddies. I just don't think they would do it. Yeah, but we haven't seen, like I'm, what I'm trying to say, we haven't seen Dungy in the situation where somebody is as good as him, as fast as him, mm-hmm. and kind of being rough. And then, you know, and I think that's what Vito Puro had an edge on him for the longest time because of that. I think um, Ryan was a little, uh, Dungy was a little uh, maybe scared. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but like intimidated uh, a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, and I think Vito P- and you could see Vito Puro play along with that, you know, and then he emphasized that fact always on the track. And um, I like to see somebody, you know, being a little rough, just give him a, a more of a run of his money. He's gonna t- like Roxanne did this weekend. If you stay, you know, a second behind, you'll never beat him. You know, you got to get in there, you know, because it's funny you're it's sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's funny that you're talking about this because I wrote a column tomorrow that at this exact point that you're making that you can never beat Ryan Dungey if you just expect him to make a mistake. Never will happen. Never, ever. The only way to ever beat him is to force force the issue and to take the race to him. That's the only way you can ever beat him. Yeah, you're going to have to get in there, you know, get in the mix, you know, like show him a wheel, just bump him, you know, like. Um, because like in last weekend in, in Santa Clara, if, uh, they do a hundred laps, he's going to ride a hundred laps like that. You know, nothing else going to happen. He's not going to wash the front. He's not, you know, so if you leave him a little cushion, um, you know, Roxanne tried lap 12 or like halfway, he was showing a, a wheel, but it wasn't enough. 
it wasn't enough. You need to, uh, you know, get him out of his comfort zone. Now he's in the comfort zone, and he can ride like that for a long time, but you need to get in there. And just ride like that forever, just forever. Yeah, yeah. The, the comparison the comparison I, I was making was uh, with, with James Stewart when Chad and Ricky, they would just sit on James's rear wheel, and James would always mess up. If you could pressure James at all, you could force a mistake all the time. But you can't do that with Dungey. You have to race him completely different. Can't do it. You yeah, have to, I, I uh, think, just like you said, you have to get in there. Yeah, I think that's the key. That's the key. Right on. Thanks, JT. Thanks for your time, buddy. Uh, flyracing.com, right. and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you in Indianapolis. See you guys. All right, see you. All right. All right, let's get our next guest up. Legendary mechanic Skip Norfolk, now the crew chief at Traders Kawasaki. Skip Norfolk, arch enemy of DV. Oh, by the way, that was the NFAB question of the day. Good one, There's no, uh, I have to go to the bathroom. There's no commercial break anymore? You can go right now if you want. There, there was supposed to be. We, we went too long, though. Oh, yeah? There'll be one after Skip interview. I'll go real quick. Okay, you go. I'll be back, bro. All right, well, you go. Uh, D- David Villeman t- dipping out a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll get him back. Great radio. Now. Love this guy right here. Uh, Jared, what's going on? Welcome to, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. What's happening? Jared, you there? Oh, yeah. What's up, bro? I didn't know you were talking to me. Yep. What up? All right, so um, to go back to, I don't know what you guys are talking about, to the, about the whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you could you, you could apply this to every part of the track besides, say, the jump faces for safety measures, and especially Daytona, but specifically the whoops. Why don't they just build them gnarly? have practice, let it get super rough or whatever, and just leave the thing for the night show. Just leave it. That's, what, that's that, what we've just that, been saying. separate the men from the boys. Yeah, we just we just talked about that. Absolutely. That's what DV was saying. Leave him. Oh, um, I, I'm sorry. I must have been calling during that part. I yeah, just, yeah. That no, was my no problem. suggestion. Yeah, no, exactly. Why Why do they have to roll them flat and uh, take away a, something that's very exciting to watch for the fans and very tough for the racers and can change a race uh, in an instant? Uh, I'm not sure why they do that. And uh, they should just leave them alone. You're absolutely right, Jared. Yeah, I, I okay. just I just feel they should leave it from practice to the night show and you know build them gnarly and mm-hmm. yeah they might be rough and guys may go through them slow or not skim them perfectly but I think that would separate them in from the boys. Just uh, I agree. My two cents. No problem, man. Thanks for the call. All right, thanks, boys. All right, see ya. Uh, hot cams, hotcamsinc.com. Unleash the power within Hot Cams. Twenty sixteen is the code for thirty percent off. Getting you all the extra power you need by offering our listeners that discount is Hot Cams, uh, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams, proud supporter of our show. A lot of privateers. Some teams are using Hot Cams out there. It's an easy way to modify and move your power around in your four-stroke. And uh, they're a great company and a great great uh, set of guys down there making Hot Cams. If everybody knows about camshafts and what they can do, it's uh, the guy on the line. It's brought to you by Hot Cams. He's a uh, Legendary mechanic, multi-time AMA Supercross winning mechanic for Jeremy McGrath. He's now the crew chief at Traders Racing Kawasaki. Skip Norfolk, what's up, Skip? How are you? How's it going, guys? Doing good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, hey, so obviously, like we talked about, uh, I've talked to you a little bit of the races here and there for the Traders Kawasaki team. They're from Maryland, where you're from. Um, there's a little bit of connection there. What, what, what? How'd the job come about? Why'd you take it? Why'd you decide to jump back into racing full time? You know, it was, it was just seeing some 
some things that were happening in the sport. I think, um, you know, there was a there was a lot of guys that, you know, would finish in Loretta's, you know, fourth, fifth, third, and, you know, would, would be somewhat considered, a, you know, a factory amateur guy. And mm-hmm. then they, they tried to take that next step, and there was, you know, not, not a lot of options for them. Right, right. Um, you know, and I think there was a, you know, and I, I'd been wanting to get back into sport and wanting to, you know, try to try to create a, or help make a difference in some of these guys' lives, and you know, possibly, you know, bring a little insight, a little different way of looking at things, and, and just to try to help them achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so I called Gary, and, and uh, I just I asked him, "Hey, I go, you know, why do you do what you do?" Right. But at the time, you know, he was. He goes, hey, I've just been fortunate with my businesses. They've been going well, and I love racing. And you know, I, I could I could provide them with a, a good bike and, a, and a, some support, and maybe they, you know, just to try to help them achieve their goals. And you know, a couple of days went by, and we just got to talking, and one thing worked out, and here we are working together and trying to, uh, you know, trying to try to build a race team um, and establish it, and, and you know, try to focus on some guys that um, you know. Rookies to two, possibly three years, you know, out of mm-hmm. the amateur ranks that are still trying to make it and trying to provide a good program for them, solid motorcycle, um, and that's uh, where they can just uh, try to go racing and achieve their goals, chase their dreams down. Tony Archer, Justin Starling, Alex Rodriguez, um, Anthony Rodriguez, sorry, and uh, Nick Gaines on the team. Nick Gaines, of course, broke his leg though before the season started. Unfortunate for him, but. Um, so we're down in the East Coast. How's it, what's your thought uh, on the season so far for the team? Well, I, you know, it's funny. I think that it's um, it's probably a little bittersweet. I, you know, that as far as the team goes, they, we, the team has had their best result um, as a team last weekend, or I shouldn't say last weekend, but out of Detroit. Yep. Um, that was that was exciting for the team, but I think. I think overall, you know, I think um, we probably, as a as a team, from a result standpoint, um, probably haven't fully hit the expectations of where these guys can be. Um, yeah, but they, unfortunately, there's been some major challenges. You know, yeah. it started off with Justin broke his ankle um, <clears throat> late late in the season, um, but was able to you know recover. The East Coast was good; it got him. Healthy and back going again. Uh, early January, Tony broke his hand. Um, came back for Atlanta. I think mm-hmm. he had just shy of three weeks on the bike when he got going. Um, obviously, Nick. You know, Nick was doing really well um, and had a had a, <clears throat> a big get off and broke his femur. Damn, um, he's recovering fine. Um, and then Anthony. Anthony was on a roll. He was riding really well. And, and uh, went down hard Monday before Atlanta and hurt his arm really bad. <clears throat> Took a couple, two, two, two and a half, three weeks before he could really get the arm back in, back going again. But I think all the guys are, uh, you know, struggling with confidence. I think that's the biggest thing that, that they're doing. And, you know, the team was young. It was kind of funny. We had, I didn't kind of realize this till after the fact, but, you know, we had three guys from a mechanic standpoint that is, you know, have experience. They've been around the sport for a while. A couple, mm-hmm. of, a couple of guys are MMI graduates, so they're, they're solid guys. They never pushed a motorcycle on the starting line for a Supercross event. Yeah, um, weird, huh? You know, yeah, so, yeah. And right. that, that was 
that was uh, that proposed that that presented some different things. Just there's so many things that you just take for granted because you've done it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just little things here and there that um, you know these guys are going to learn and, and go through. And again, we we got our exercise that that at Atlanta. The pits are a little bit far away, and the yep. little things. Oh man, I need my marker. Right, right. <laughs> You're kind of just, you know, doing, I wouldn't say I was sprinting, but I was, uh, I got my exercise that night a little bit. But we've been, I think the team's been doing good. We've made progress. The bikes are solid. Um, and the guys are starting to come around um, and, and starting to ride with some confidence. Um, you know, Justin had a little setback with his ankle the last round. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony's. Anthony's coming around. I think his confidence is going to start to return. I think the break is going to be really good for him. Um, Tony, Tony's been he's been rock solid. I mean, the guy has got every time he's on the track. If you look at his lap times, he gets better. I think, uh, with the exception of the semi at, the, at Detroit, he's he's been just making improvements every time he's on the track. And uh, you know, he that's 450 classes stacked. Oh right yeah, now. yeah. Uh, it, it, Tough to get. It's tough to make the main event, and um, you make the main event as a you know as a a non-factory guy or you know one of those guys. I mean that is a huge accomplishment with mm-hmm. these guys. I, I mean, how I many how many times have we seen you know factory guys or or veterans in that class in the last chance qualifier? Yeah, there's been a lot of times yep. this year. No, absolutely. Um, Traders is a restaurant uh, in Maryland, right? And uh, so, really, the owner, the owners. I mean, obviously, he's, he's advertising his restaurant, but more than anything, he's doing it out of love of the sport, isn't he? He just loves to help people, loves to, loves to, uh, you know, to have to have a team and, and help some guys that try to achieve their their dreams. He absolutely. He just um, he he loves it. Um, he supports probably fifteen, eighteen amateur. Um, Amateur riders, um, mid-Atlantic, mostly the mid-Atlantic region guys, um, you know, just trying to help them get to the big races and, um, and things of that nature. Um, so he's, he's all in. I mean, loves yep. it. He's, uh, he's, prov- he's providing, um, uh, we've got a good start to a solid race team right now. And I think we're, we're making some good progress, um, you know, I, I think we look good at the events. I think mm-hmm. the guys, the team, the team looks like a team. Um, we've had some amazing help with the industry and support from inside the industry as well as outside the industry. Um, and it's it's been fun. I I, I got to admit, it's it's really nice playing in the dirt again and hanging out with the kids. Yeah. So the um, travel the travel's okay with you doing all that. It's it's East Coast uh, only, but uh, you're all right with that. Yeah. You know, it's been it's. Uh, it's some of the some of the morning flights home have been challenging, but um, um, I'm not as young as I once was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's 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 I, I got I can't lie, I've been, I'm having an absolute blast. Oh, that's it's cool. Fun. Yeah, it's absolutely fun. And you look around, and there's so many people still that you know that you that you worked with that you were saw week to week. A guy like J Bone or Dave Arnold or you know you name it, they're still around. No, they are. There's, there's, there's a ton of new faces. There's a lot of talented guys, both on the track and and in the pits and on the team. Um, um, there's some of us old guys still floating around doing well. I mean, it was good. It's great to see Goose every weekend again. Yep. Um, you know, it's funny. I back in, gosh, I can't remember when it was, but it was back in the '90s. <laughs> um, Gary's brother Jimmy and my brother, um, they uh, they helped us do some driving. Oh yeah, back yeah. in the box band days, so uh-huh. they would help us. We we had we had those guys come on and help us do some driving. So, um, 
uh, yeah, it's, it's a little different now. I mean, right. the racing the racing's a little bit different. Obviously, it's, it's, it's quite a bit different. But as far as the racing goes, um, you know, one thing doesn't change. The gate drops, checkered flag comes out. The best dude, that particular event, always wins. And it's, it's always the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the cream always seems to rise to the top every year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to make a dent in that and uh, show that uh, we can compete. And I, I think that's the word we, we like to use is compete. Um, you know, I think if, if you know, top five for us is a podium in the life class, that's, that's a win for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, you know, break it into that top ten, is going to be like we got on the podium, you know. And right. the expectation is, is we show up and the guys get the guys get in my program, they get in the main event, and they're going to compete. Um, and I, I think uh, I think we we can do a little better job competing as a team, both uh, both with uh, the motorcycle and with the riders. Uh, but we've got some great support. The pro circuits been taking care of the engine for us. They've been rock solid, cool, um, and the chassis stuff. So it's we're on Cowies. Uh, they've been wonderful, and it's. Um, We've got great support uh, at the racetrack to help us move down that path and answer any questions and make those little changes that can help the guys that right. do a little better that particular night. That's good. Uh, next to me here is, uh, of course, David Villeman. Um Thorn in your side for for a while. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Not really. Not really. More RL. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, I don't know. What did you think of DV when you first started seeing him skip out there? Yeah, it was, he was – you know, it's not riding a motorcycle. Um, and the guy could put down some amazing laps and and put down – I mean, he had some – you had to race him. There was times where you had to race him every weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, had a, he had a lot of different style to it, I think. You know, levers in a different spot, the way mm-hmm. he rode. Um, kind of did some different things on the on the motorcycle. Um, worked very well for him, and he had some great success. Yeah, DV with your FMF pipe and your levers down and your bars all up. Uh, my PC silencer. The PC silencer, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I use what everyone liked the most. Yeah. You know, so and you know that was good with Yamaha that I, I had that freedom. You know, so. That was cool. Yeah, they never, they never, they never really tried to push you one way or another. Yeah, no, um, no. A lot of people were saying that I was getting money under the table from FMF to run the pipe, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case, you know, because I would have used their silencer too. Right. Then, right, right, right. So um, I tried all the combos, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, that's what I liked the most, and. What I was the more performant with, mm-hmm. so uh, that's what I chose. And Yamaha, right. I guess Bob Oliver died on everything, and he was okay with it. I guess he had to okay it mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so he said, "Yeah, he liked what he saw on the dyno, and then he understood what I was saying and what the bike was doing, and mm-hmm. what I was saying was kind of the same." And he said, "Yeah." And Keith said, "Yeah, you can run it. No, no worries. We don't have a." A PC deal, you can do whatever you want. Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting, uh, Skip, for you, too, uh, with these trader guys. I mean, do they understand kind of the 
I mean, everybody kind of knows the things you've done, but do these guys, these kids, do they get it? Are they getting any of the mechanics on the team? They understand how many race wins and championships and programs uh, that you were a part of. I mean, do they ask you about it? Do they grill you about it, or are they kind of just like whatever? No, you know, they did. I mean, you know, it's it's when we when we did our photo shoot and we kind of got together with the guys, and I had a I had a test, um, and it's you know it's about twenty questions. Um, and it's it's more to to get a, an idea about how they see racing and why they see racing. You know, you mm-hmm. you list ten things. You know, you list. I think one of the big questions was you you list ten things that are that are you know part of the race. You know, checkered flag, right? Um, hoops, turns, start, and uh, you know you kind of ask them to prioritize them, and it just gave us it gave us an opportunity to talk about. You know all the different things in racing. What's important? Why mm-hmm. things should be important? And and uh, you know, hopefully, brings a little insight into a, a different way of of looking at the sport. Um, you know, I, I think I have the I've been fortunate enough to you know to be at the tippy tippy top without throwing my leg over a motorcycle. So I had a had a, a, a slightly different perspective than somebody that hasn't had that mm-hmm. journey or that that completed that part of the journey yet. Um, and give a little bit of insight. And, um, you know, I think the guys were, uh, I got them thinking, you know, and a different way of looking at things and trying to, you know, mm-hmm. figure out what's important about any particular race. And, you know, with the way the tracks are um, and the priority that's, you know, placed on starts, um, and you just, you know, you, you back it down to qualifying now. You know, you have yeah. to unload at these races and be fast. Yep. You know, I think, I think if you ask any guy out there, you know, how many gates, good gates, are on this, um, you know, are there. Uh, you know, for the most part, you come up with a number somewhere between five and seven. You know, and that's pretty easy. Okay. You know, if you want one of those gates, well, you got to be top 14 in, in time practice. Period. Yeah. Or you don't get one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you start, you start backing into, you know, what, what, you, what do you want to accomplish that particular night? Then you start backing into everything that you need to do in order to achieve that. And, and uh, there you go. And it's yeah. just, just a different way of maybe looking at, at racing than those guys have. Um, and mm-hmm. if I could spark it, spark it, turn the light on in their head and get them thinking a little bit, then, and, uh, you know, and that, that turns out to be something they can grasp on and go, then that's then good, good for me, good for them, and, right. and hopefully make them a better racer, racer. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, going back down memory lane a little bit, when you were at Honda, you left after 96, right? Yes. Did, did, you, did you try the aluminum frame bike with Jeremy? Ever and did you realize that there would be a problem with him and that bike? Uh, yeah, we, we did a lot of. There was a lot of testing that went on even even before we were in the production. Right, and um, you know I think the um, the production process, um, you know, going from a billet piece to the machined and, and hand fabricated to a, to a to a production piece where things are forged and and casted and things of that nature. Some of the characters changed, but. Mm-hmm. Um, um, no, I, I didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't, there was nothing leading up to that, that, that would suggest that, you know, he couldn't have success on that motorcycle. Right. Right. So for him to be leaving, you were kind of like, Oh, okay. Wow. Like it was really weird how it worked out where you left and then he left too. Oh, uh, you know, my, I just, my, my son was just born. Um, my biggest fear was waking up one day and, and going, man, okay, what am I going to do now? Right. Um, you know, and uh, I was fortunate enough to to get a sports marketing position at uh, No Fear, and 
And, uh, you know, that kind of got me down the path and started down the path where I've been for the last 10 years or 12 years or yeah. maybe more than that now. Right. Um, all great experiences. Got to, got to learn the other side of the business of racing motorcycles or the motorcycle industry. So that was a, a huge opportunity. I, you know, I, I get – I get, I get, I think I understand all aspects of the sport, you know, yep. and some of the pitfalls and some of the hurdles and, and the highs and lows of it. And yeah, bring more, a little bit of that to these guys now, too. More than ever nowadays, it's not always about the results. It's about marketing. It's about B2B. It's about your activation. No, it is, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's still a challenge. You know, you have, I think that it's, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to focus on, on these younger younger guys coming out that are trying to make it, I think there's, you know, there's there is a story there. There is some drama there. There is, um, you know, when you when you when you have that conversation uh, about riders, you can still you, you use the word potential, mm-hmm. um, and um, and there, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, you know, the guys that are winning, there's plenty to talk about there. There always has been, there yeah. always will be. Yep. Um, and you know, unfortunately, in our sports, you have those guys in the middle, and and it's it's a difficult thing, um, you know. To you know, how do you promote their team? You know, it's a, it's a challenge. Um, but um, these 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 athletes now, if they if if they look at it properly, um, there's still an opportunity there. Um, you can still be relevant. You can still uh, market yourself, market products, help, you know, help drive business to whatever product that you happen to be working with, mm-hmm. um, and be, and still be relevant. Um, but you got to do a little extra work, you know, it's, it's, you can't just rely on your results. Um, and, uh, but it's, there are opportunities out there. You just got to kind of, you got to, you know, walk through the mud a little bit and find them. And there's still diamonds out there. Yeah. Um, sometimes covered up and you got to uncover them, bring them up, shine them up. And there you go. And figure it yeah. out. Something. Yeah. Well, shining things up is something that you were pretty good at, whether it was a bike or a trophy or a plaque or something skip. So uh, well, it was very fortunate, you know, and it's, it's tough. I, I think, you know, it's so, so many guys now that, that are, are getting what I call those, you know, the pro circuit rides or the Geico Honda rides or the, the KTM, you know, the go, the GoPro mm-hmm. Lee rides and, and this, you know, the Yamaha, Rockstar Yamaha team. Yeah. You know, those guys are, those guys are taking those, you know, those superstar amateur riders. You know, they get those spots. And I think there's plenty of guys that um, would have, if they were if the old guys, that if they were coming out of the amateur ring, yeah, they might have struggled the same way. You know, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think you could probably look at Jeremy that way a little bit. I you probably even look at Ryan Dungey a little bit that way. Right. Uh, right. You know, it, 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 took a, it takes a little bit of time, a year and a half or two years, that, you know, you get on a solid team and you get a chance to, to, uh, to learn and to, to understand it, figure yourself out, figure the bike out, figure everything out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it clicks. Um, and I think a great example of that um, was the, 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 the kid uh, Colt Nichols. Yeah, year. yeah, you know? right. You look at Colt. I mean, you know, he's he, – Man, we call it luck, call it whatever you want to call it. Hard work, in the right place at the right time, had a great result, and look what that did for his confidence. You know, Dan and all that is another one. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't he, he, I don't think he broke 12th last year, and all of a sudden he's running in the top five. Yep, absolutely. You know, it, it doesn't take it, – it just takes 
you just got to taste it once, and it's amazing what that'll do for confidence with a young rider. Yeah, any rider. Yeah, you don't. To, you don't got to tell me that. I've gone on about this show about how you get one shot as a kid, and if you don't do anything, you are out. And 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 your whole career could be different, you know. Um, the teams are constantly, constantly looking for the next big thing. When they don't, maybe they may even have it under their own tent, but they don't realize it, you know, because some injuries strike or or a kid is adapting to being uh, living on his own for the first time or or whatever the n- number of things, you know. So, um, well, the, the variables that contribute to the the success or lack of success, if you're talking about results, are yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, how you. You know, just list and list and list yeah. of those, you know? No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's a challenge for these guys right now. Traders, Kawasaki, Crew Chief, Skip Norfolk on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing, brought to you by Hot Cams, HotCamsInc.com. Skip, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it's It's been fun to see you back at the races, and, uh, yeah, those guys are lucky to have you, and uh, good luck with everything in the future. Uh, thanks again. Well, I appreciate the time, and uh, – yeah, we're, we're really fortunate um, to have the sponsorship that we do. Um, we're really excited about going back to Indy. Um, Westfield Power Sports, uh, big Kawasaki team green dealer in the area, is coming on as our title sponsor. Oh, cool. Um, we're super excited to, to have those guys. Uh, they've been an integral part of the team, but to, to come up and, and be, be a title sponsor for the Indy Supercross as well as the, uh, the Ironman Brown. Um, so they've, they've got a big autograph signing on Friday. If you're in Indy, make sure you go there. Nice. Um, and they've got an after party. So it should be fun. We're super excited. Uh, we're going to build on our confidence and uh, hopefully build on results and uh, crack the top ten. Yeah, no, that'd be great. All right, thanks, Skip. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you there, man. All right, take care, guys. All right. Enjoy it. Thank you. All right, see you. All right. Traders, Kawasaki, Skip Norfolk. I'm only trailing him by about 200 wins or so. By 72. Yeah, plus the outdoors and everything. <laughs> if we talk Supercross by seventy-two, <laughs> well, no, because McGrath caught some of the RL, but yeah, yeah. So let's yeah, figure it yeah, out. But yeah. anyway, I'm trailing them by a lot. I have one national win, and then a summer cross win, which counts. All right, take a commercial break here. BTOsports.com. New code: Pulpamex20. People, uh, are we done 20. yet or what? Uh, taking a commercial break. We got a few more things to work through. DV, don't worry. Stay with us here. Hang in there, buddy. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. DV song will uh, play when we come back. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks, Travis, uh, for sticking around. And, uh, it's, it's, yeah, you too, guys. Uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at flyracingusa.com 
and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs, you need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone, Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Fulton, one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. 
We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8-pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so... There's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which... Uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires, it's quite a bit. Yeah, too, you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which, you know, the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking, and uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have a Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS, unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schwartz? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com 
Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with our V3 Performance Kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show.
Let it go, buddy. I mean, I did kind of let it go a while, I thought, Trav. No, right? Kind of? Longer than usual, I would say. Right? Yeah. Good song. Charles Bronson, everybody. No. <laughs> action. For the, for the guys wondering what it is, it's Action Bronson. Easy Rider. He's a big, fat, white dude <laughs> with a beard. Sick. He was in Coachella last year. Oh, here we go. It all comes back to Coachella. It always comes back to Coachella with DV right now. It's yes, Chella. That is DV. He is. He is ready. He is ready and willing to go to Coachella. Hey, buddy. What do they say on the on the chat room? What do they say? They love it. They need that. You need a break dancing video. You yourself, I guess. Uh, welcome back, everybody. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Star Cross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, and Nitro Circus all on board with us tonight. Speaking of Works Connection, some guys uh, this weekend I heard over there heard them talking about the uh, Works Connection uh, pump um, for the uh, lossless air on uh, on your air fork, so you can use the Works Connection as a cool pump, where you don't lose any of the air pressure that you put back into your forks. Which you know, if you're one of those guys that pumps uh, your forks up, there's always that little bit that leaks out once you uh, once you disconnect the uh, from the Schrader valve. Well, Works Connection uh, they fix that with their with their pump. So please check it out. And uh, we welcome you back to the show. Skip Norfolk, Zach Osborne, James Stewart, uh, the three guests tonight, and uh, the great David Villeman in studio with me, uh, talking Santa Clara, talking some Supercross. And uh, also, too, we, get, we give you guys a chance to uh, talk as well, 702-586-7857. You can leave a voicemail anytime, and, uh, and uh, we play the best of the best. Travis, um, crazy lady, is back. Oh, no. I don't know... Didn't you block her? I blocked her number, and she found <laughs> another phone and continued which, to call which, us. Which is not very tough to do. Right. And But how often do people change phone numbers? I mean, she's like actively going out of her way to to call? Uh, why don't you, uh, if you block, you take your wife's uh, phone. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she's actively. Uh, she's looking for the number to call. She has right. things to say. Yeah, yeah. She's back. You got to admire her. She's oh, been gone geez. for months, but she's back. Here's the best of the best voicemails that were uh, over the week off and uh, and last week. Yo, Steve, it's Bill from Nashville. Just listening to this week's show. And you guys are, are talking about these 250 guys on the East Coast just going all over the place. Uh, nobody's being consistent. And I'm wondering now, um, is the 250 East 
deeper than the 250 West, like you guys were screaming on the on the preseason shows. I know the, uh, you guys were, were definitely saying that the East was deeper, and it doesn't really look that way to me. I mean, do you think these guys could hang with, with Christian Craig or Cooper or any of those guys? Uh, hopefully play it on the show. Uh, thanks for everything you do. Bye. Uh, what do you think, DV? Which coast is deeper? I think Cooper Webb's the best rider out of either coast. Um, but which coast is deeper? Uh, I th- when the East Coast started, I, I thought the East Coast was deeper myself. But okay, I don't know. Um, uh, we're gonna see it soon enough, guys. We don't need to speculate. That's what I don't like to compare something that it's tough to compare. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to compare on the same track, the same weekend. You know, um, I think Mookie's doing good. Um, the other guys. Do you, too. do you agree with me saying Webb's the best rider though out of either coast? Yeah, he's, yeah, okay. yeah. Obviously, I think he, he is, but you don't think Mookie could uh, give him a run for his money more than Zach? Um, you think if Mookie is at uh, Zach's spot at lap ten, you you think Mookie wins or Webb passes him? It's a great question. I think Webb still gets him. You do? I do. Yeah. Wow. I do. I think Webb's a generational rider. Going to be great. He's going to be a star. Um, but it, You think? But doesn't mean I'm right. Like a know. star like what? Like who? Like Dunge or whatever, you know? You think like, he's going to be a 450 champion? I do. Yep. Eventually. <coughs> Am I crazy for that? That's a that's a long shot, I think. Okay. All right. Well, you're the expert. You know, it's a it's a tough job. We've seen it. Since yes, twenty thirty years, it's a it's a tough jump. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't easy. Did nope. you did you say that about Borussia? I'm sure you did. Uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, you lying. Think I, I'm, <laughs> you don't Maybe think Borussia Borussia was more impressive than Webb? I think Borussia was more impressive than Webb. Yeah, on the two fifty, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And what's happened? Did, did right? not turn out right. The same. Yeah. Can I bring something up real quick? Sure. Um, Trent Love on on Instagram messaged me a few days ago, and it's kind of along these lines. He asked if if I could think of anybody that won a 450 championship that wasn't in their first three years. Villapoto, Dungey, Stewart, Reed, McGrath, Carmichael, they all won a 450 championship within their first three years in the class. And everybody else, if they don't win it within those first three years, they never win one. Can you think of anybody that... That has won one after being three after years? After three years. Um, yeah. Well, oh. Good question. Um, Wardy, way back in the day. Yeah. What about Donnie Anson? I don't know when he turned pro. Big glass. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Man. So basically the odds are if you don't win yeah. in your first three years, your odds go down drastically. Right, so. right. Yeah, yeah no, something to think about for sure. Something. Yeah, that's so a good stat, though. Trent Love on Instagram, thank you. And um, he goes the same. Like if you see for me, my first year I got second. Uh, second year I got hurt. Third year I got second, and then I started going down. Right. So, uh, yeah. My fr- my first three years were the best mm-hmm. too. Hey, what's up, Popa? 
was wondering if y'all had any insight on this. So back when they first brought the Simhots back, if y'all remember the the night show, the way it went, the 450 uh, heats went first, then the 250 heats, then the 450 semis, then the 250 LCQ, 450 LCQ. That to me, that was the most fair. Gave the 450 guys some time to rest between the LCQ and well, the really the semis and the LCQ. Why did they change it around to the 250s going first? I mean, I I really don't know. Maybe they just wanted the 450 guys. They didn't want the 450 guys to open up the show, but. To me, that was the way they started off was the most fair for the riders, and to me, it was it was a better show that way. But I was just wondering if y'all had any, any insight on that. I hadn't really heard anybody talk about it. But those 450 guys in the LCQ are really getting screwed over. So yeah, I was just wondering what y'all what y'all thought. Thanks. Yeah, I absolutely believe they should start with 450s. It's crazy that they they don't start with the stars of the sport right away. Back in the day, there was it was 125 to 50. It was like that, yeah. and then semi came right away. Yeah, but it they, was they should put like the the KTM uh, whatever. Right they should there. start with four fifties, and then go two fifties, and then four fifty semi, and then uh, two fifty LCQ, and then four fifty uh, LCQ. Um, they don't do it, I believe, because they don't. If the program runs late on TV, they don't want to overrun and miss a heat race with the four fifty guys. But how many? How much does that happen? Twice a year, like if that. What What do you mean? Uh, they don't want to start with four fifties. I heard because what if the program before goes late, goes long, basketball, NASCAR, whatever it is, and then you miss the first heat races and you miss a four fifty heat race. Don't they wait? Don't they wait for live TV to start the show though? No, but if something goes long, if a game goes into overtime or a NASCAR race goes long, they just play the end of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, that's the reason why they don't do it, I believe. Uh, but they need to. I think they should. And it's weird. But back in the day, yeah, it started with one twenty-five. Uh, like in, in it's the always, two shock days, it's always started with one twenty-five. Yes, but th- there was semis too back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so what are you getting at? Uh, the program was the schedule was different back in the day. It was. Uh, yeah, it was marginally different, but um, they it always they, but they put they started put they put four fifties first for a while, for a couple of years, and I don't they should do they should go back. It's weird how they introduce the stars of the sport and then they go away for twenty minutes, half hour, while we run two fifty heat races. That's a little weird too. Hey, here's you know here's a parade lap, here's a hot lap. Chad Reed, James Stewart, Ryan Dungey. All right, see you later, guys. You know, as they ride off in the tunnel. I don't know. It's just weird. So. All right. Hey, guys, Pulp Mix fans. Just want to address one little thing real fast. So Chris, who was a caller last week, wanted to get a cup of coffee with Mathis and sit down and talk about getting into the motocross industry. Well, you know, everyone made fun of him. He's not going to be making We didn't make fun of him. him. Did we make fun of him? I don't think so. No, we didn't. We just said it's really tough. He wants to get into the motocross industry. We're like. And you're not going to make any money. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, good luck. All right. Why? Why? Why do they keep wanting to get in the motocross industry? Just get a, a job that makes money and watch the race on TV on, on the weekend. You know? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm with you. Out of a gear bag. Um, Chris, I want to tell you, man. Real world's no different. I went to college for four years. Well, five years. 
community college three years. Couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. But, listen, man, the real world is no different these days. Mattis is an old fart. Don't let him discourage you. The real world is no different. You go to college, you spend all your money there, you get a student loan, and then you're screwed because now you're in debt, and then you have to go get a job, but no one will hire you because you need about five years' experience. So you're fucked there, and then you go get an internship, which you're also double-fucked, so we're talking keeper territory here now, and you're not making any money in an internship, so capitalism, woo! Yeah, that's all. Chris, keep your head up. You know, if you want to be in the motor industry, do whatever floats your boat, dude. You know, I'm a marketer, so, you know, I spend my whole five years doing, getting coffee, getting donuts, doing the grunt work, getting yelled at. Hey, man, just stick to your guns and uh, keep trying to buy him out this coffee. That's pretty cool. I encourage that. He doesn't go out with too many guys. Bye. No, I don't. Hey, Steve. Jay from Michigan. Can you not call Osterman on air ever again? Thanks. Uh, what's wrong with what was wrong with Osterman's interview, Travis? I think I think some people just thought that he might have maybe just talked too much in sequence. You know, he, it, it was just a lot of him talking and he, not much of anybody else. He does that. Dave yeah. does talk, but he's an interesting guy. He's, I thought know, so. Yeah, done a lot of the industry. So I got a few hate tweets about and hate voicemails about it. You can't win them all. No, you can't. Hey, what up, Paul and Max? This is Skippy from Houston, Texas. So I want to let you know that I uh, just did my first couple motos and had a great evening uh, in my amazing fly racing kinetic mesh gear that I was given to uh, via Moto 60 show. And uh, fly racing first gear. time I've ridden wow. with the kinetic mesh stuff, and uh, it works extremely well. Yeah, you like that? It's uh, very breathable. It's on point. I mean, uh, what, what else can you say about it? It's lightweight. It, it's great. And uh, it felt good. And I uh, just wanted to say that she was on point. And I wanted to thank the Pulvin Mech Show as well as uh, Fly Racing, Jason, uh, everybody that's involved with uh, getting in the gear. I had it within three days. And you just can't beat that shit. And I appreciate it. Y'all have a uh, wonderful, wonderful day. Fly Keep in touch with yourselves and don't, and don't let your meat love. Party on. Fly Racing, uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, Thursday at noon, live. Tune in. Maybe you can win like that, dude. You can play this on the air. Yeah, I was listening to the archives from last week. Um, I got to the part where the guy called in about uh, all of the drug testing and how we should do more drug testing and we're not doing enough and Steve should be the voice of reason and talk everybody off the edge of the cliff because that's what Steve does is talk people down. Um, The only thing I... uh, have to add to what he said is that I think if anybody needs to be tested for drugs, it's probably that guy that was calling. He sounded like he was on some type of speed, maybe an eight ball or so, something, some type of upper, uh, a stimulant. Um, yeah, he was talking 90 mile per hour, so he needs to back it down just a notch. That's not keeping parents, or parents aren't keeping their kids out of motocross and supercross because they're afraid that they're going to go do an eight ball of coke the second they jump off an 80cc dirt bike, it's when they take them to the event of Supercross or Motocross, and they see every other or every third kid in a wheelchair with a cast on, in crutches, 
with a cat, I mean, it's like endless. Go to a supercross or motocross, and every other person seems to have some type of injury. That's what makes me want to not let my kid ride. I ride myself. <clears throat> of course, he's not old enough to ride yet, but it's not the drugs. I'm not worried about that. Somebody wants to go do a bunch of coke and yard sell themselves across a set of whoops, let it be. But uh, <clears throat> looks like I know that I, I'm here for him, and I will talk him off the edge. That uh, the first step is admitting that he has a problem. So that's all I got. Dark side, you there? Yeah. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Um, got a question about Chizzy. See if you know anything, what his plans are for the outdoors. Uh, still Rocky Mountain. They're going to go outdoors, and he's going to stay with them. He's going to try to make it back for the end of Supercross, but I don't know if it's going to happen. So uh, I think uh, he'll be ready for outdoors is, is the plan. All right. Well, that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm ready for him to come back. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm with you, too. He got hurt at the second race of the year. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Okay. All right, buddy. Okay, man. All right. Appreciate you. No problem. All right, bye. What's up, Mathis? This is Rob from Jersey. Uh, I was listening to the Vicky Golden. He was talking about she has some sickness. I just want to tell you what I have. I've been racing for about 20 years, and got into a crash about three years ago. And a year later, I started feeling like shit. Throwing up, headaches, same kind of thing, weak, all that stuff. Don't know what the hell it was, blood test, all this. At the end of the day, got a cat scan on my chest. Call me back an hour later. They're like, you have tumors in your lungs. So you think the worst? You thought it was cancer. It's not. It's fungus. I had fungus growing in my lungs from the dirt. Some bad track, bad dirt along the way. So I don't know if that's what she has, but that's what I have, and I felt the same way. So hopefully this helps her. Maybe she could get a CAT scan along the way, and hopefully it's not that. I've been on antifungal medicine for about a year now. So Jeez. thanks. Love the show. Yeah. Good luck. Hey, Mathis. Just finished listening to all the uh, stuff you did after the Detroit show, and... I agree with you on these guys coming in and changing flat tires, swapping them out for a new tire. Made me think of the 1994 Seattle Supercross. Went back and watched it on YouTube last night. McGrath gets a flat with about three laps to go, and he's still able to ride it out. LaRocco and Kradowski passing, but he still finishes third. So I know JT said it's impossible to circulate a supercross track on a flat tire, but the King was able to do it and still bring it home on the podium. So just wanted to chime in with that. Thanks. Yeah, DV, we were talking about those flat tires in supercross and changing them. And I said, well, I said, don't bother. Just ride around and double what you can. And JT's like, you can't. It's impossible. I'm like, what are you talking about? You can ride around and double stuff and, you know, seat bounce things or, you know what I mean like you can get around on a flat tire it's like no no yeah, it depends on many laps is left you know yeah if it's a few laps maybe but if it's more than three you screw it just what else are you done yeah all right see if anybody's out driving around set of see Sylvia and Ann see you guys go out and eat bye oh the panda people are probably out driving too I think we're in California there she is. She's back. Makes no sense. Panda people. 
driving. Love it. Talk about drug testing. She's back. Can, does anyone know her? Not that I know of. I traced the number, and it was, uh, it's in Michigan. It's Detroit. That, that's Shocking. What's she talking about California and stuff? I don't know. Maybe she's in Cali now. Maybe whatever she takes brings her to California. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe her and Zach are Californication. Gosh. All right. Hey, what's going on, Steve? Sorry to bother you. I know it's your day off there. You go on vacation or whatever, man. Missing the show already. But uh, anyway, just wanted to ask you, uh, there's two things. Uh, one is the Steve Mathis show. At the end of your interviews, which I just listened to Eric Johnson there, and I got goosebumps there listening to you, you know him describe Carmichael, you know, the training bullshit and the determination and all of that. Got me all fucking amped up. Um, but anyway, the song that you play at the end of your show, uh, you know, where the guy's going as the years go by, uh, I, I need that song. If you could please, uh, tell me. It's Circles by Bob Mould. Swizzcore picked it at the end of Steve Mathis' show, i.e. the Racer X podcast show. Tell me, you know, who do you... Who sings it in the name of the song? I gotta have that fucking song. It, it gets me pumped up. Uh, and the other thing is, man, once again, I know I've bothered you before with this, but Carmichael, man, you gotta do something. You gotta have either one of your hope, maybe have somebody else do the interview with him and play it for the Pulp MX show, for the listeners. I mean, you got the best fucking show out there. You know it, I know it. What else is out there? You know what I'm saying? With the motocross shit that, like you, it ain't nothing out there. You're just missing that dude. You need that dude. Whether you hate each other or not, there's got to be a way, bro. You know what I mean? To just face-to-face say, hey, look, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's fucking talk. It's business. You know what I'm saying? Just so everybody could... I want to hear that shit. You know, I mean, I know you were there. You were in the middle of the shit right there. You know, when that dude wouldn't get it first, he looked like he was going to start fucking crying up on a podium out of anger. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit that really gets you going. And uh, I just want to hear that. I want to hear what was in that guy's head at the time. He may not even be the same guy no more. You know what I mean? He had to be in his zone, you know, to be like that. But, uh, Shit, if you can only put together an interview with him just to hear that shit. I don't want to hear nothing else. I want to hear what got this guy. I mean, he was a fucking killer, bro, a killer. You know what I mean? I mean, you were there. You know what I'm talking about. You you, you, you got to taste it, smell it. Uh, But anyway, and real quick, I got a story for you real quick there. Uh, I know I'm dragging on, but I just got so much that I got to ask. uh and and share. But anyway, I remember one time it was either Southwick, Unadilla, or Binghamton. I was at, and I remember when the kid was new, when Carmichael came in, I remember, you know, people looking for autographs or whatever. He didn't have a lot of people there when he first came in with Pro Circuit, you know, uh, and I remember two bodybuilder guys. Great radio. And they were talking, and I think he could hear what they were saying, but they were talking all this shit. Ah, he's too short. He's got too many freckles. His hair's too red. You know, he, you know, like he ain't going to make it talking all this shit, you know, whether they were doing it on purpose to irritate him or not. I don't know. I don't even know if he heard him, but I heard it. And then look, look what he did. Goes out there and just bends everybody over and just show him, shows him who's boss. How can you not love the, you know, what he did? You may not love him, but 
we got to have this. I mean, you got to have this guy on the show for us, bro. I'm begging you, do something. Work something out. Anyway, man, I miss you already. Uh, can't wait for the next show. Uh, good Eric Johnson, that, that Steve Mathis show interview. Fucking class act, bro. Class act. I got something. I got a little bit of what I need. All right, dude, man. Enjoy your time off. Can't wait for you to come back, bro. Peace. Uh, thanks for the long-winded uh, phone call. Um, yeah, whatever on Ricky. I mean, what do you want me to do? He doesn't want to do this. He's got no there's no incentive for Ricky Carmichael to be interviewed by me. He doesn't like me. He doesn't get anything out of it. Why would he even agree to it? Why would he even care? He wanted to put a gun on your head. Yeah, exactly. Like the guy. Why doesn't that guy call Ricky and leave that message? Because it ain't me. I mean, the guy's a douchebag, sure, okay, but I'd still have him on the show. He's not. He's the best. He's the best. He's the greatest. He's the goat. Yeah, why? why he, he still hates you from Salt Lake City uh, 03? Or? No, I, he, we made up since then. He apologized, but it's other stuff, I guess. I don't really know. I hate when he calls and says I should be fired from my job, calls Coombs and tries to get me fired. That sucks, but. Um, I'll call him. He's, uh, Ricky's my buddy. Okay. All right. Say, so come to the show, bro. Okay. Hey, Steve. Chase here. Just wanted to uh, reach out after listening to your EJ podcast, which was, was great, by the way, uh, about young motocross racers and sort of their life, career development. And being a pulp hockey listener as well, just thought I'd draw maybe a quick parallel to something that the NHL does with uh, standout hockey players at a young age. So they've got a development camp where the NHL brings in the top, I don't know, let's call it 20, 25, maybe more, 12, 13-year-old players uh, in, in the North America. And what they do is take them through a couple-of-day camp. Part of it's on ice, but most of it's off ice, and it's about uh, what the career trajectory for the average player looks like, the importance of developing a plan if uh, you know your career in professional sports doesn't go the way that you want money management, whether you're successful or not successful in terms of your hockey career. And it's built around making sure that these, these youth players who all look like they should make it have success, whether they do or don't make it. And it got me to thinking a little bit about Feld and MX sports involvement with these kids. And really they're the ones that stand to win financially, whether these kids succeed or fail professional motocross racers Feld is probably making the most money out of everybody in all of this. MX Sports, you know, does reasonably well. And so I was thinking just about incorporating a camp like that into the Monster Energy Cup, where you bring in these top 15 or 20 super mini racers, you bring in the top, you know, 15, 16-year-olds that are about to turn pro into the into the Monster Energy Cup, and we'll not have a camp there. Bring in credible former champions, a Ricky Carmichael, somebody like that, to speak to them about, you know, what it looks like to be successful and retire before 30 or in your early 30s, uh, bring in, you know, a racer that's maybe had some struggles and didn't have as much success to talk about, you know, the post-career life and what that looks like if you didn't make a bunch of money and so on and so on. So just a thought, it's an opportunity where these kids have such a desire to come in and race the Monster Engine Cup. Uh, you might have a chance to sort of get them in and uh, exercise the responsibility that I think Feld has with these kids. Thanks. Uh, it's good stuff. I agree. Would be great. Uh, Fell's not going to spend money on that. So yeah, Fell is the promoter. They're not really, they're not really into it to invest in the sport and and do all that. They uh, that would be the FIM AMA's responsibility to do that. Um, bring people in, and they're broke. 
They have no money. They're a shell of what they used to be. So who's going to pay for this? Exactly. Nobody. No one's watching this sport. No one's overseeing it. But the thing, if you do something like this, you're going to... If you do do it well, the kids, they're going to stop racing. <laughs> they're going to go back... <laughs> They're going to go back to school. But you're not allowed to talk to them. They're going to go play uh, college basketball, college ball, you know? Yeah. And get in a draft somewhere. Yeah. Or try that. And if it doesn't work, DV. then you know what? You did four years of college and maybe, you know, unlike the other dude that talk about college and being, uh, uh, you know, yeah. in debt and with no job, I'm, you know, if you're good, you'll, you'll get a job. Um, I know people that make six digit out of school. Because they were good, you know, so it's fine. Um, so. Yeah, everybody, uh, welcome to the first uh, symposium for how to be a pro motocrosser. Here's David Villeman talking to Ronnie Stewart on the Pulpomex show a couple of years ago. <laughs> You're going to play this audio <laughs> and let me know what you think of the sport of motocross. So, um, no, I I, uh, uh, I agree. It's a, it's a good idea. It should be done. I just, I just wonder who's ever looking over this sport as far as overseeing it and wondering about the future because I don't see really any of that going on, and it's uh, – it's pretty scary. There's, there's so. only two ways about motocross. It's either very good or, or very rich. Or very rich, right. There's <laughs> only two ways. There's yeah. nothing in the middle. Right. All right. Well, here, and I wanted to uh, congratulate you with that, that show you did with Eric Johnson. I just listened to the whole thing. Fucking beautiful. Is that the same guy? No, it's really not. It's a different good, guy. Man. Everything from MotoGP yeah, to Thomas Covington and his... Uh, Interest in history and the uh, old show and Fox and Chisholm, all of that shit, man. It was kick-ass, dude. It, it, if I could put it into, if I could give you a description, it's almost like back in the day when you threw an eight ball on a table and you had to go take a shit as soon as you, as soon as you, as soon as you seen it. Just like that, Travis. You know what I mean? It was that good. Had to pull over in Pensacola and, uh, and hit the shitter. That's how good it was. Wow. But uh, keep it up, man. Uh, treat yourself to a Carmel Macchiato. Go over there to Starbucks, put the mic down, and go treat yourself to a Starbucks because that was just kick-ass, dude. Looking forward to you next week, and uh, I guess it was good. You take a week off, and uh, it's almost like not getting laid for a couple of days. When you finally get it, you appreciate it. So can't wait for you to come back. That was a good-ass, good show, bro. Real, real good, dude. All right, man. Take it easy. Just had a patch on the back. Patch Thanks. yourself too while you're at you. it, huh? And Eric Johnson, give him a give him a big old kiss on the back of the neck. Sure. All right, man. Peace. I'll scare the shit out of him when I do that. Hey, are you sure that wasn't the same guy? It no. is the same. It's not the same guy. guy. I think it's the no. same guy. It no. is. I don't think so. It is. It is. He's from New York. Hey guys, this Jones is Cameron Wilkins here from uh, Joplin, Missouri, and I got a question about a bike. Um, I've got a 2007 KX250S and. Uh, we need to find out where to send off the head and have it uh, refurbished. So if you guys can let us know uh, where to send that, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Race Tech, bro. Race Tech does motor mods now. So yeah. Pulp Mech 16 saves you money. Send your head off to them. They'll uh, cut it, reseed it, give you new seals, new springs, totally rebuild it for you. Race Tech. Racetech.com. If Ken Roxon wins this weekend, Tim Perry gets full responsibility. Yes, yes. Rocks and Road at Red Dogs today. Great. <laughs> so who is Red Dog working with now? I don't know. 
Lock Canard still. Okay. Hayden Melross, bunch of amateur kids. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about who he's working with. No, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. Still with Trey, and then, right? And then somehow, yeah, still with Trey. And then somehow Roxanne ended up at his house tonight. And it's probably fucking epic. So, All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. 702-586-757. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. And uh, That was the same guy. Okay. All right. I think it was, too. Uh, yes. Time for the BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. The tweets of Travis. Pulpmx20 is the new code at btosports.com. Of course, btosports.com. Uh, KTM team of uh, David Millsaps, Justin Brayton, Andrew Short coming to a stadium near you. And anything you need for your biker body, btosports.com has it. These are questions submitted to at Pulpmx Show. Travis Marks, our producer, goes through them, picks the best ones, and it's uh, it's me and DB are going to try to answer them. All right, let's do it, Trav. All right, Ben Coates wants to know now that we've seen all the writers. Who are your top three picks for each class in outdoors? DB? The same guys, guys. Same guys. Roxanne, uh, Denji. Maybe Tomac is going to turn around. But, you know, there's no surprises there. They're going to be up there. Two biddies? <clears throat> Might be a surprise compared to... Forkner? Uh, huh? Forkner? I have no idea. It's tough for me. I I right. never seen the guy. I've, I've seen him ride a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. So J Mart Webb. Yeah, J Mart Webb, and uh, I don't know who else they have. PC. I don't think there's a PC guy. That's outdoor. Yeah, I don't know when Adam's coming back, but I don't think he'll be up there that way that quick. Um. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm going. The Dungeon. Blue Boys. Dungey, Tomac, Roxon, and Webb, Martin, and uh, fill in the blank for third. You put uh, Webb in front of Martin? No, no, I just, whatever, they'll be there, top three, yeah, some in some order. Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's, be, I think the surprise might be top three, the, the third spot for the 250, I think. Yeah, it's kind of open. Yeah. Maybe Osborne, he's a good outdoor guy. <clears throat> Who else? Yeah. I don't even see anybody that's kind of like... Um, outdoor friendly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, Who was up there last year? I mean, Marvin was, but he's not there anymore. Yeah. Martin Webb. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of guys that are gonna want that spot, but I think top two is pretty much it. And then, yeah, then you know when you see what Dungey's doing out in Supercross, yeah. I think. He's going to be tough to beat again. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. Steven wants to know, uh, why why are so many riders removing dairy and red meat from their diet these days? I didn't know they were. DV, do you know anybody? <sighs> I don't know. I know JT said a few weeks back that um, Dungey for sure doesn't. Well, the Alden program, they don't have dairy. Yeah, that's true. They don't have dairy. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the only I had heard of it. Right. It's, right. I think it's... It's more like uh, what's what's the flavor of the week in those diets thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It used to be the gluten that was the enemy, you know, right. like, and this and that. And then, you know what? At one point, if you train and ride as how you should be doing, 
And the amount you should be doing? You can eat a cheeseburger. You can pretty much eat whatever you want. I don't. I think Marvin can eat whatever he wants. I think Dungey could eat whatever he wants. You know, because they're training, they're burning anything. You know, Lance Armstrong was eating cookies all day. He was burning them. Yeah. You know, it's like putting putting fuel on the fire. He's going to just burn. Michael That's Phelps. How, what? Michael Phelps. Same thing. They, yeah. You know, when when Lance was uh, training for Tour de France, he would eat shit all day on a bicycle. Everything that he had on his hand, he would eat. You know, doesn't doesn't change much you know when you do the work you know <clears throat> the problem with writers and people is that they they give um the order of um importance of stuff is so messed up you know there's the food and then the drink the powder this is take too much importance in their uh, program. <laughs> right. And then bicycling, you know, the, actual the bike, yeah. the bicycle. They need a $25,000 bike to go bicycling. You know, I had the same one for 15 years. The same fucking bicycle. I never changed it. I changed the tires and the tubes. Fuck it. Just fucking ride the thing. I've seen guys, pro cyclists, ride with three times. They had lead. In the tube post, in oh, the yeah, seat yeah, post, post yeah. lead, and they ride with half the pressure on the tire on the road bike to train. Oh, yeah, yeah. They would do that, you know. It doesn't matter, the fucking bike. <clears throat> so all this, not very important. What's important is twisting the throttle yes, and going through a turn like you should, stop fucking locking the rear and rolling the turn. The important is to be fast. Then is to go fast longer, you know, and after whatever you eat, if you do the work, you just eat whatever you want. Boom. All right. I like it. Austin Murray wants to know, do B and C level teams have rider contracts or no? It seems like a lot of riders get kicked from teams too easy, such as Baker and Politelli. Uh, we talked about this earlier with, with Kiesel and Politelli, like whatever. Yeah. It's like whatever. Yeah, they have contracts. Uh, they don't. They aren't worth the paper they're written on, and you can get out of them if the team wants to, team wants to fire you, they can fire you, and if you want to leave, they'll let you leave. And at that level of teams, it's like whatever. Yeah, it's... And, and you, have to, <laughs> you have to understand... A contract is a piece of freaking paper. Yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't. You can, it could be broke, breached. I, I signed contracts. And every day, every day, there's something you're breaching a contract. Either a team is breaching, or a rider. So you could fight pretty much anything. I signed so many contracts that said either party may terminate this contract at any either time for any reason. You're like, oh, so it's really nothing. So, might as well uh, yeah. not have a sign anything. Exactly, exactly. Just a piece of paper. <laughs> exactly. That's that's in that's wording in every <laughs> almost every contract I've signed. So, <coughs> all right. Brett Jones wants to know it. Uh, have you heard of any truth to the rumor that Pauline may race the nationals and pull out of MXGP? Someone asked me that. Why would he do that? Why he hasn't been having a great GP season? But you think Honda's just going to say, "Oh yeah, I just go to America"? He's paid to race in Europe. No. Yeah. yeah, but. He has nothing to win there. I, I thought that was kind of small. That would be a small thing to do. He's not winning here. Uh, Hondas are not winning here either. No. But so, the rest of this question was, how would he do if he came here? Uh, that, the, oh, I don't know. 
that's that's another topic. <laughs> but the thing is, that's that's if I'm Honda, I'll do it. He has nothing to do there in GPs. He's gonna miss, you know, a few races, so he's out of the championship. He's gonna race just for show, just for fun, you know. And he can start a brand new series here. And Honda might need help. He might be the best Honda rider. You know, yeah. Sealy is not known to be an outdoor rider. You know, he's, he's really a supercross only dude. You yeah, know, but he, he's paid to race in Europe. They have guys. It doesn't matter. They have it guys. It doesn't matter. Okay. Contracts are made to be broken. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Thank you. Hey, hey bro. You saying that? Uh, Vito Poto, he had a contract where? In the U.S. He didn't want to race supercross anymore. He had a contract in the U.S. Yeah. What did they do? They shipped him. Yeah. They say, get the fuck out of here if you don't want to, don't want to race Supercross and ride in the GPs. Okay. And he went. But that's the same way. That's the same thing, but the, the opposite way. Wouldn't Honda say, we have Sealy and Kennard. We need you here. No, we, we need you to win races to, here. To, yeah, he's not going to win the title, but, uh, he, you know. What, win what? There's, races, there's, there's no There's no marketing value or to, to even win a race if he comes back. You know, the guy's already, you know. Already raced, ready, race ready, and uh, if he comes here, he's gonna be at the same, same base as everybody else. They rode Supercross. They, you know, the first few races, people struggle with setup, right? And this, it's gonna be more equal for him to race in the U.S. I think that's a, if it's true, that's a very smart idea. That's something. If I was a Honda, I would propose for sure. All right, next question. Uh, Bucky wants to know, what is Feld doing given the poor attendance? This is not good. Ah, what do you mean what they're doing? It wasn't good attendance in Santa Clara, but generally speaking, the attendance has been pretty good. It doesn't really matter what the attendance is. They lie about the attendance that is there. And every year, more people attend Supercross than the year before. That's how they make the numbers work. So they can tell everybody that. Uh, so it really you know, doesn't matter. Uh, tickets is... It's $85 average. It's not that. Okay, sorry. Tickets are sold. Just people are not there. But the tickets are sold. If you go on the ticket broker, the ticket stuff hub, uh, Seed Geek, they have thousands of tickets. Those tickets were bought already. You understand that? They bought. Yeah, they're online. Right. They're not sold, but right. they were bought yeah, they, from yeah. from uh, you know Feld or from uh, Supercross. Yep. So those tickets actually count. In the count of um, attendance. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Brian Dodge wants to know, do you think, honestly, that Dungey will wrap up the championship with more than two races to go? He's almost got a two-race lead no, now. So. No, no, He can't gain another 20, some more than 25 points in, in, three, in, three in races. two races. Yeah, in two races, right, to wrap it up in a third one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to – you need to win more than 13 points a race – in the next two races, no. I thought this question meant like, whatever. More than two races to go. Well, so right now he, with he's going to shoot or more races. Yeah. Yeah. Right now he's on the way to win with two races to go. Yeah. So after run run fifteen, fifteen he, he, he can, can be champion. Yeah. yeah. But to be champion, I run the fourteen. No. He, he needs to much. have seventy five points lead. Yeah. So. Um. Chris wants to know, how can I get some logos on my jersey? Um, you can email 
the show on pulpamex.com. Use the contact form, and I'll send you, Swisscore will send them to you in a format that you can use. Sweet. All right, that's it. All right. BTOsports.com. The code is pulpamex20, people. Stop t- tweeting me that pulpamex10 isn't working. And go to sponsor deals and realize that, spo- that, that the new code is pulpamex20 on BTOsports.com. So go ahead and check that so off. So what does that mean, 20? It means you get 20% off? No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just the new code. Yeah, because last time I wanted to buy something there, I used, I texted you for the code. Yep. And the... Uh, the discount sucked. Oh, it was sorry not even. That. It was not even five percent. So maybe it's depending on whatever it, you no, buy, yeah, right? No, it is. It's it's dependent on different lines. Yeah, for sure. yeah. No, absolutely. So I'm like, and Fox doesn't have any discount at all. Fox Gear. So. I think it was actually Fox stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. they give you the very minimum. Yeah, there's a few on there that the discount doesn't work at all for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's why maybe. Uh, Hey, J, uh, the NFAB JGR check-in is something we do every week uh, to help the uh, NFAB guys promote the JGR team. NFAB, of course, Jeep, truck, or SUV parts. Bumpers, light mounting solutions, steps, they've got it. And uh, they every week we try to profile a different JGR team member and talk about the kind of things that happen with that team and everything that's going on. While with this week with me dropping the gate on the wiener dog race, my dream's coming true, by the way. Uh, J-Bone was down there filming me, and t- we talked a little bit about it. He told me he was only down there for me. So uh, I called J-Bone up, and uh, we uh, we talked about the, the gate drop race. Uh, Barsha's come back to racing. Pike's uh, better return. He, Pike's had three strong races in a row. And then, of course, uh, again, more of me dropping the wiener dog gate rate, which was really the highlight of the night for, I think, myself and everybody there at Santa Clara. So here is the uh, NFAB JGR check-in with Jeremy Albrecht. The NFAB JGR check-in. Welcome, everybody. N-FAB.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA, of course. And uh, with me on the line, the NFAB JGR Auto Trader Team Yamaha uh, Manager, Jeremy Albrecht. J-Bone, what's up? How's it going? I'm good. Thanks for doing this on a, on a Sunday. I came by after the race, but um, I couldn't track you down, couldn't track anybody down. I was still really, really, you know, kind of on a high with the uh, Wiener Schnitzel gate, <laughs> Wiener Dog gate drop that uh, that I managed to uh, to finagle myself into. Um, before yeah, we talk- I actually stayed to watch that. Yeah, you it told me awesome. you're like you're the you said on the floor you're the only reason I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I uh, did watch one other one, but it's like in between. It's not good timing for me, but I wanted to, I wanted to see your style, how you pulled the gate. Yeah, and let's get to that real quick, uh, or, or let's get we'll get to that. But real quick, uh, your team. First off, Weston Pike, he's been much better. Uh, he dealt with a, he's dealing with a little bit of a hand injury. Tomac got him late in the race, but that's three solid races in a row for Weston. He's turned the corner from uh, you know being beat up and struggling. Um, so you got to be happy about that. Yeah, definitely. He uh, you know he did have some you know after Oakland, he fell, hurt himself. It took a while to come out of it daytona was a pretty low point on uh how he was riding feeling and we all talked regrouped decided we really need to make some big changes doing something totally different and uh he did and uh it's been getting better each week and i thought yeah this weekend was one of his one of his better rides Mm -hmm. um you know there's a there's a couple little laps in the middle there that he he uh makes little bobbles but nothing Nothing bad. He's definitely improving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was happy. I mean, he's battling with guys that he should be battling with. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I feel like each week he gets better. And, 
you know, we'll we'll see. We obviously still want to do better than eighth, but yeah. uh, it's an improvement, so we'll take it. And uh, Justin Barsha came back after a long time off. How much did the practice crash affect him? Um, yeah, it really, you know, he had a great attitude, which, you know, maybe in the past he'd have been spinning out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but he handled it really well. It really did throw him off, though. Um, you know, in the whoops, he, he uh, feet were flying, did a flying W, uh, hit his junk in the whoops, kind of rolled around in pain a few laps. And then when he went to go get on it, that's when he ended up crashing. He was like, I think thinking about that still, not really riding how he should be riding. And then just came on that table, went off, clipped the jump, and yeah. went over the bars pretty good. And he was really sore after that. And then, yeah, I watched. I, you know, I, I haven't watched the whole thing. It was a good one. He clipped it, bars came off his hands, and boom, to the ground. Yeah, like the handlebars hit him in the thigh. So yeah. the thigh was swollen up pretty good. So actually, Navarro worked on him quite a bit, got it feeling better. Mm hmm. But his shoulder was sore, and then uh, that's when he was in the heat riding pretty good, better, better than he has all day. Got into the 44, and then uh, crashed again and hit his shoulder again, and then that made it even tougher because then he was already sore. Right. So it was a tough one, but, you know, that's, you know, as bad as it, it was, we all talked about it after the race that, you know, it's better to be there doing that, getting getting all that stuff out. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, the goal is really to prepare for the outdoors because he missed so much Supercross. I mean, I'm not saying we don't care about Supercross because we love Supercross. We want to do good. But, uh, you know, the way to get better is to race. And, I, you know, he was yeah. riding great at home. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if he could if he could ride how he was at home, once he gets the nerves out, starts feeling comfortable, he, he'll be good. But he didn't – he never really rode how he – Right. Road during the week, the last three weeks. If he felt like that, he wouldn't have went. But he, <laughs> he just, you know, when you get there, though, yeah, you, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. A lot of nerves, a lot of expectation. Yep, for sure. A lot of pressure. Um, so, yeah, just didn't go to plan, for sure. But, you know, I, we all know he can do it. He knows he can do it. Uh, we came out of it worse than this last year and turned the corner. So I feel confident that it'll get better. Besides Auto Trader and NFAB, which are two different, unique outside the industry sponsors, you guys have Wiener Schnitzel on board for a couple of years now. And uh, the Wiener Dog Race came in this year. It's been a really cool thing. You guys have been working with the folks at Feld, obviously, to, to allow that to happen and come on board as a sponsor. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I got to drop this gate, as we talked about. And it was phenomenal. I loved it. I'm a, I, <laughs> you know, everyone knows I love dogs. But. Um, First off, I guess uh, did you? Did, I needed some clear glasses. Where were you when I needed those clear glasses? Yeah, see, I didn't really plan ahead. I didn't. I didn't have them. I should have brought them down for you, but uh, I didn't really think about the dogs throwing a roost. But I, mm-hmm. I should have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just excited for you, so I was more worried about just making sure I was there. Didn't right. think about any any safety glasses. Mm-hmm. But you know, I could have brought you some Scots. I, I couldn't find Knowles in a hurry there. I was looking, but. Uh, Next time, if you get to do it again, I'll definitely have your shades prepared. Maybe a little, uh, little towel. Yeah. Wipe your hands after you pull the handle. I don't know. We'll, we'll get you fixed up. Yeah, they need they get need you a monster to drink. Yep, get you all revved up. Yeah, exactly. No, perfect. We need we need to add, get some uh, some tape on the handle for that grip for that. Yeah, uh, we need grips, huh? Grips. Yep. Yep. You need I some grips. Some. Yeah, I can give them some uh, grips for that. Uh, I think the di- all grips the, out of the truck. I think the diameter is too big. You gotta get something. 
something special. We could make this happen. Yeah, no, you could. Um, tape. Also, okay. too, in the future, um, the, the gate dropper, you, you know, you, you open the gate and you um, – if I had just dropped, if I had opened the gate and just kind of let let go of it, like drop, you know, like walk, would have smashed a dog. I would have right? smashed a wiener dog who barely, you know, kind of just was moseying out there, right? So I think tell Joey, tell Rico, the wiener schnitzel guys, to tell whoever's doing this gate hold it because don't let go oh, because yeah. there could be a dog there. Because honestly, like yeah, that would be bad. Honestly, I was just like, okay, like they're all gone. Oh wait, like I don't, I don't, I don't there's wiener, wiener dogs there everywhere. Still in there? He was, he would have got squished. I would, I would have yeah, killed the a dog. Still in the shoot. Someone got stuck in the gate. Oh, can you imagine if I killed a wiener dog? What a disaster! Yeah, that'd be per- terrible. Oh. maybe they need those little shocks on it, so you you have to like push it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We need, we need someone to check the stalls before oh. you let her down. I tell you what, it could have been a disaster. Maybe that could be your job for now on. <laughs> Stall checker. I'm not doing goggles now. I am free. Um, <laughs> anyway, say so let's. On a serious note, though, on the NFAB JGR check-in, um, how's the Wiener Schnitzel sponsor working out? And it's different. It's unique. They're trying to turn it into a little bit of a younger, you know, younger demo to go and get a yeah. hot dog. Um, how's that working out? It's actually working out awesome. You know, it was funny. I was talking to Jr., which uh, his dad was the founder. This weekend, and I'm like, man, it's really cool to see what this turned into because when we talked about it a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, none of this was in the plan. The wiener dog race wasn't in the plan. The big truck they have wasn't in the plan. Um, you know, obviously serving some hot dogs was in the plan, but, yeah. um, you know, they do frozen frozen corn dogs and frozen foods, and that was really the side we were going to push. And then it turned into all the franchisees and all the stores getting excited about it. I mean, a lot of the people that come to the hot dogs, they aren't people they hire. They're actually, like, high-up people that work in the company oh, no way, or really. franchisee owners. Okay. It's oh, not wow. people that are hired in cheap for the weekend. It's really, like, legitimate yeah, corporate yeah. people right. flipping the dogs. So it's pretty awesome that people are excited. They love it. Um, you know, they all became fans of the sport, which is cool. A lot of them didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And it is a younger demographic, and... You know, really, you know, it's a, a place you can go get some cheap food and good food at that. So it kind of mm-hmm. works, I think, in the younger crowd. You know, if you want something quick. And, and our fans are really good at backing something that backs the sport. And that's what's cool about NFAB. You know, I think he's a believer in that. Yep. Um, you know, you sponsor the sport. And, and if you're going to buy a, some steps or bumpers or whatever, I, I think you would pick Impact for sure, because they're the ones that support our sport. And yeah. same with fast food. I think you would go to Wiener Central if you were looking at some options. Um, I know it helps with the kids. The kids get all excited. What? Uh, and then their marketing is awesome. You know, it, it's always the little jokes about the, the wieners and stuff. So Right, right. Um, it, it makes it fun, and the, the food's good. So it's all good. Um, going way better than expected. Uh, good. Yeah, what's their feedback to you about uh, you know, putting money into our sport. Are they they're are they coming back? Are they, is this a long term thing? Are they? Um... Yeah, we did a two year. So it was a a one year option mm-hmm. the first year just to make sure because you know none of us knew. Right. You know you can't guarantee it's going to work, and it it uh, worked better than all of us could have thought, and it really fits well. Um, every year it gets better, more ideas. You know Rico's done a great job at thinking of stuff outside the box, making it. Um, mm-hmm. Making it work for them and for us and the sport, 
because if you don't activate, it doesn't work. Right. So they really do a lot of things to help promote it. Um, they're probably one of our biggest supporters of doing things to get us more exposure. So it's, it helps all of our sponsors, really. Um, we all we all win from it. So right. they do a lot of fun stuff. Like we did a charity thing where we worked a winter sets. I've never worked fast food in my life. Saw that, yeah. So I was actually in there cooking, and it was more intense than I uh, expected. But yeah, it's all it's all good. Like they actually had three times the amount of people at that event, <clears throat> and they were a lot of motorcycle people that I saw show up. So it was cool to see the support yeah. that everyone in our sport gives. And. It was neat. And so how did the wiener dog race and the involvement with Feld come about? Like, they just wanted more? They were like, this is awesome, let's step it up? Yeah, they it was working so well. And, you know, they were talking to Feld early on, mm-hmm. um, even at our first event when we went to the Monster Cup. Um, we, we talked to them, and, and it just, you know, it sounded expensive at the time. Mm-hmm. But the more that you get into space and realize what the space is worth, I mean, honestly, even our deal was was uh, pricey for them because they've never done anything like this. Yeah. So we had to, you know, we had that's why we did a one year deal, and then it was a two year after that. So we're two years more, um, you know. And they do definitely love the working with Feld. You get different things that you don't get. So you know, it's nice to have a team, and it's nice to have activation like that wiener dog race and mm-hmm. other things that you you can't get unless you do give Feld some some money. So yep. Um, it, it's a win for everybody. You know, we all get something out of it, and it's a, a, you know, until this year, there wasn't any other really food. You know, the Jimmy John's thing is cool because it's there. I mean, you need competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the same food, so it's all good. It's nice to see outside sponsors in our sport for sure. No, it's nice to see them in our sport, and it's even nicer if they stick around. And like That's Wiener, right. like the Wiener guys. I mean, you know, join with Feld and expand. Like they're like, hey, let's yeah. go in with a team. Oh, hey, we like it. It's working out well. Let's go in with Feld, you know, the series itself. And, uh, that, yeah, that's a good thing. There's no doubt. Um, yeah. You know, and you guys do a great job of activation. You do a great job of plugging everybody. You've got Phil in the wiener suit. Um, now, <laughs> what happened to Moser wearing the wiener suit? He put it on for a little bit, and he was supposed to be down on the floor, and he was upset with the one that, guy that was down on the floor because he wasn't dancing or anything. He just stood there. Yeah, they said they needed a professional wiener guy in there. So I guess they have a guy that specifically does that. And I don't know. It sounded like they were going to let him, and then it changed last minute. No. I don't think he had everything on like he was supposed to. I think he only had the hot dog part on. Right, yeah. And he needed the feet, the legs, the arms, the whole deal. He couldn't go in halfway. No, I mean, he, he couldn't go out there with just a helmet. No. Well, he was ready to so. put everything on. He was ready. He didn't know that yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, over there. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I was well, uh, involved, help pushing you to be the dog uh, right. shoot opener, but it, uh, I didn't really push for the, the hot dog suit. So <laughs> no, because it is we'll Moser. Work on that. Yeah, well, it's Moser, and things could get weird if he, you know, <laughs> like you never know. So yeah, who knows what he's going to do? Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, all right, well, Jay. What it is? Well, thanks for your time on the NFAB JGR check-in. Dropping the gate on the wiener dog race was was great. Hey, by the way, though, I will tell you this. So. I got down there early. Joey from Wienerschnitzel got me down way too early, by the way, to do this. Oh, yeah. We had lots of time. But I hadn't – now, I've done hundreds of races as a mechanic and been on the floor. But I don't think, J-Bone, I've been down on a Supercross floor since I stopped being a mechanic, like during the night show, you know? And I got down there, and I was in the pen watching the semi-races, and I remember – 
it, it really seriously it came back to me like uh like all the feelings all the emotions all the speed the speed you see from the guys the jump sizes um it was just weird for me to be back down there for a second you know i was like oh hey Look at this. Maybe you have to do it more often. Come back to your roots. I know, right? It was just one the of those things. You look bigger when you're down there, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's easy from where you're watching. Plus, you see, box. you see breaking bumps. You see ruts. You see, you know what I mean? All yep. that kind of stuff. It's just, uh, and rocks, tons and tons of rocks you see also. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was really neat. So, uh, thanks for the chance. Uh, cool. Thanks to Joey. Yeah. Thanks to you. And, um, all right, man, we'll talk soon. All right. See Thanks. you next weekend. See ya. It's the yeah, NFAB JGR check at n-fab.com. Proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Uh, they have everything you need for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Bumpers, light mounting solutions, things like that. Um, Travis? Oh, wait. Travis? Hello. That's my mic. Am I going to get uh, some stats this week for our NFAB fantasy? Yeah, of course. Podcast? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Just checking on that. Yep. Um, have I failed you yet? You have not. No. no, you have not. I almost did one time. I was up working late. It's like four in the morning. I was like, uh-oh. The great David Villeman's been in studio the entire show. We had James Stewart, Skip Norfolk, Zach Osborne on. We called Colt. Colt called Adam Entignap and uh, the CR22 intro uh, rap. And, uh, yeah, we've had a fun time, DV. Thanks, buddy. No worries. Always a pleasure. Thank you for coming in. And, uh Thanks to our guests. Thanks to our sponsors. Check out Sponsor Deals on Pulp Mech Show. Travis, thank you, buddy. Appreciate thank you. it. I know you uh, really missed us last week. so I didn't know what to do with we're, myself. We're back now. Yeah. For a long time, probably. Sweet. Forever, maybe. I'm okay with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks to you. Thanks to the listeners. Always check out Sponsor Deals. And uh, check out iTunes. Check out Steve Mathis' show as well. Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursday. Of course, we have that. And uh, even hockey. You like hockey? Paul Hockey Podcast, bro. Just killing it on the rag on those hockey podcasts. I, I've been really appreciative of that. Quiet down. And I'm not going to quiet down about those at all. So, and um, that's it. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. And uh, stay safe. Thanks, bye. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.